there, Jordan here, your producer, and more importantly, your Orba. Before we dive into this episode of Tabletop Notch, I would like to humbly ask your forgiveness for the audio quality of this episode. A live show is a fickle thing, and this episode in particular is not up to our typical standards for sharing with our incredible community. But some of you asked for it, so here it goes. If you're ever having trouble following along, I always encourage you to watch the five-minute recap of the episode on our YouTube channel. But now, having said that, let's get you started on another chapter of A Peek Beneath the Veil. Coming at you live yeah. from International Pride Day. Yeah. Happy Pride, right. everybody. Happy Pride. Uh, there may be some background noise this evening as the Pride festivities rage on. We will just plow through. <laughs> um, not but it's not fine. happening, but pretend it's just not happening yeah, it's in all the scene. All just yeah. part of the fun. Yeah. The mall fairs love Madonna. They do. They really do. I can um, see that. Great. Does anyone have anything they want to say before we roll? Uh, you know, uh, I don't think so. My legs are sweating. Your legs are sweating. Right? Good start. Good start. Good start. Yeah. Mom's spaghetti. Fix your five minutes. Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> Sweet mom's heavy. Awesome. Let's let's go. Let's go. <laughs> let's clean up this mess. Before Anthony says oh, something else. Stop. All right. Let's do a little recap. Please. <laughs> Let's remind Leo what happened, <laughs> and then we'll dive in. Okie doke. In Chapter 7, Trust Issues, the soiree at the Molifer estate began in earnest following Cressamere's introductory speech. In the kitchens, activity ramped up, and Graven made use of his strength, changing out cauldrons while maintaining his mostly mute persona. <laughs> Bizarra traveled amongst the guests and before engaging in a conversation with Iris and Isaiah, who tested Bizarra's amiability towards her stated interests before agreeing to a private meeting, where it seemed she might be willing to negotiate for some under-the-table services. Elsewhere on the estate floor, Orba and Safira kept up their ruse as members of the staff. Orba overheard some information about the conflict up north, while Safira bumped into a Raymond Massive and his husband, who had accepted their invitation so that they could drum up some interest among the wealthy attendees for an ambitious communications project that could possibly benefit the common people of Antisuit. Erland found a moment to engage the prickly author Samuel Precus, who was not afraid to express his opinions regarding the party's high society sycophants. He also dropped a clue that was of particular interest to Erland, the potential whereabouts of Master Grimari though Samuel cautioned any reliance on this information since it had been some time since Grimari was actually seen. Needing some help in the basement to bring up additional barrels of wine, one of the kitchen hands recruited the help of Orba and Graven, who were led to an isolated storage cellar for what seemed like a routine task until Graven spotted the withered visage of Winston Muldoon, the suspicious merchant from the festival of Omasa, days prior. Before anybody could react, a dispelled illusion revealed several of the kitchen staff to be vicious gnolls in disguise, and Graven and Orba were thrust into combat. Back up in the drawing room, Erland was intercepted by an elegant tiefling who revealed himself to be Armand Valier, 
but his unwillingness to discuss any sensitive topics under the watchful eyes of Mr. Mollifer's guards led him to suggest a private meeting in a downstairs lounge that was only accessible with a secret code word. Armand also pressed Erland to bring along any associates he might have, hinting towards a certain half-elf and a certain halfling that he didn't that he did not recognize from tasting years prior. Erland agreed, and after rounding up Safira and Bizarra, the three of them bypassed Armand's planted sentry and waited for the tiefling to turn up. While conversing about what to tell or not tell Armand upon his arrival, a nearby suit of armor was magically animated and proceeded to attack our unarmed companions. Battles commenced on both sides of the estate. Orba and Graven using spells to repel the advancing gnolls, while the others struggled to make a dent in the enchanted plate men. Magic proved to be enough to fell the beasts in the wine cellar, though Winston escaped, using a potion of diminution to slip through a sturdy iron gate. Quite a mess was left in the surrounding area. And just as it seemed that Erlen, Safira, and Bazara had found the key to defeating their foe, it fell limp to the floor with a clattering noise. In the quiet aftermath, Safira heard footsteps coming from the stairwell, and Bizarra flung the door open to reveal Armand standing in waiting. What would Orba and Graven do to hide their involvement in the violence that had transpired? What kind of game was Armand playing with his booby-trapped private lounge? And who else would be added to Safira's shit list? <laughs> we find out now, on Chapter 8 of A Peek Beneath the Veil. Wow. Ooh. Thank goodness I'm just I'm not supposed to know anything else that's going on. <laughs> well, you have to keep track of yourself. It's right. I'm supposed to. Bizarre stands in the doorway. Oh, golly. <laughs> remembering every detail. I know it all. I know it all. Breathing somewhat labored, but otherwise unscathed from the fight. And behind her sit Erland and Safira, calmly waiting amongst the debris, splintered wood and chunks of marble scattered around the room. The limp suit of armor doubled over with a few extra dents than it had before. Amon looks at Zara. I see you've met my pet. May I? Any gestures to the room? It's your lounge, isn't it? And he begins to step in, and he walks kind of slowly past the suit of armor lying on the floor. The Admiral is a useful tool in my line of work. It is often paramount for me to determine what kind of people I am dealing with. You didn't run screaming up the stairs, so you are not mere plebeians. You did not attempt to dispel the animation, so you are not wielders of magic. And you use pieces of art, and he picks up sort of a piece <laughs> of one of the statues that is cracked and crumbled. Pieces of art as makeshift weaponry. So you either do not fear or do not know, Mr. Mullifair. And he sort of places it on a shelf, a piece. You are muscle. But whose? That is to be determined. And he picks up one of the sort of overturned chairs from the fight, and he sets it down, and he pulls his robe underneath, and he sits. So, what questions can I answer? Cut right to the chase. By all means. Erland? I don't like being deceived, Tifa. I don't like being told I'm going into a meeting and 
were walking into an ambush. Well, Erland, I like to know who I'm dealing with. And upstairs, I believe you told me the name Jamie Foltash. Yes. My name is Jamie Foltash. I only met this halfling a day or two ago and lied to her and told her my name was Erland. Seems that way. I don't know who to trust either, mate. Right, so if you know everything, then what do you want from us? Nothing as of yet. Uh, perhaps you can tell me what you're doing here, and maybe I can fill in a few blanks. Perhaps we could start with the names of the people I don't know. Bizarro, you said? Bizarro. And? Not sure I'm interested in We'll start with that. We know each other not as well as you think, friend. I feel like you've made a lot of assumptions coming into this. Some of which are perhaps true, others of which are certainly not. You don't know each other well, but you did arrive together, is that correct? We arrived together. I believe you saw her working as a sommelier. I believe so. Do you not know who I am? I know of you, but I'd like to know the details a bit more. In Tuktu, if you're looking for someone to connect you with someone else, you find me, and I give you your options. Interesting. I connect people with other people, so perhaps I can connect you with who you're looking for. In a short time in Aranchuba, I've heard that you may know someone named Jillian Casino. Yes, I do know Jillian. Very well, in fact. Jillian had her own private crusade and made it profitable for me to be along for the ride. In the interest of not exposing someone that comes dangerously close to being a friend, perhaps you could tell me what you know about Jillian? I know that she's missing. Yes. Do you know what happened to her? I know a few things. Why are you looking for Jillian? We're working with her at the moment. Working with her? How? She recruited us. Ah. Now that's interesting. When Jillian set out on her most recent campaign, she had a wish list, a set of names that she intended to pick from, individuals that she believed she could come to count on. There were three with elven blood on that list, if I remember correctly, and none of them were Jamie Fulton. And yet one of them was Erlen. So, which name is it? At this point, I honestly don't care what you call me. Fair enough. On occasion, it is useful to assume another identity. He's a politician, this one. I can tell. What were the other two names? It is not for me to reveal how or why Jillian chooses her colleagues. She may wish to work with them in the future, and naming them now might go against her explicit order. Did she say what she wanted them to do? Yes. 
Jillian was righteous. She believed that the influx of harvesting yards was blight on the continent. When she was tracking the new one down, she would often come to me because I would often know where they were. And how did you come to know where they were? But I work occasionally with the gentle wolf. Not for them, but with them. The gentle void is not the only group starting harvesting yards, but they are the most prominent at the moment. My proximity to them allows me in on certain information. Information that I would occasionally pass on to Jilly. In this crusade of hers, you say she's righteous. Yeah. Do you think maybe her righteousness got her into trouble? I believe that is possible. And how do you feel about it, her crusade? It doesn't affect me either way, really. I'm a simple man. I don't involve myself in the greater politics of Antisoon. How long were you working for Gillian before she went missing? Before she went missing? Less than a day. They got to work quite quickly then. Who's they? I believe that Gillian may already be dead. If she isn't, you'd better think about how badly you want to know for sure. Plunge your hand into the water to save a drowning man, and he may pull you down with him. It was reported to me that Gillian was seen very early this morning, shackled and being loaded into a wagon some ways north of Urenchu. A wagon with red and black painted wheels and the skull of a lion hanging off the back. There is a tribe of barbarians in the Shaki Mountains that uses these signifiers, red and black wheels, lion skull, but they typically do not take live prisoners. So who's paying them to take her? That is an excellent question. When they take prisoners, they often do not stay alive for long. But there is, as you say, some small glimmer of hope, if you want to call it that. The barbarians seldom leave the mountains, and I've never heard of them coming this far south. Which leads me to believe, as you say, that they were looking for Gillian specifically. In addition, there is rumblings of a barbarian shaman that speaks the common tongue, extraordinarily rare, meeting and communicating with Guy Lamar. Who? Guy Lamar. Not a name familiar to me. No. I have to say, if I'm the first person to mention Guy Lamar, I envy your simple life. Yes, well, envy aside, who is he? Guy Lamar is one of the two principal figures of the Gentle War. The other being the half-orc Dardanach. Guy is a cunning man. Never ceases planning his next move. Have you noticed that the Gentle Void seem to pop up at every turn nowadays? Five years ago, they were little more than coordinated ruffians. Someone to have your back as long as you promise to return the favor. But with strategic access to certain resources, I believe you know what I'm referring to. Guy Lamar transformed them 
into a potent force of change. And now the gentle void seems omnipresent. So you believe this increase is due to the increase of wealth injected into the gentle void? I believe that Geed's planning has led to close to a monopoly of these harvesting yards, and that in turn has given the gentle void great influence over some of the cities, exporting and importing of the forbidden extracts is extraordinarily lucrative, as you might have guessed. So, I'm assuming he controls people, controls people in power here. Gave them up. Yes. It is possible. Not many people admit to associating with Guy Lamar, if no, they do. I'm sure they don't. He tries not to find himself out in the open very often. But you seem like a knowledgeable man. I am. Particularly in matters of Tuktu. You're familiar with General Polnick? I am. Is he familiar with Guy Lamar? Is he familiar with Guy Lamar? Well, is he controlled by him? I couldn't say for certain, but if I had to guess, no. I think that most of the hatred surrounding Hulnik comes from the fact that he's rather stubborn and often cannot be controlled. Where did you say Jillian was last seen? North of Erentuba. Traversing some of the fields and my source, if reliable, believe that some of the farmers up there got a look at the kidnap, if you call it that. I haven't had a chance to verify this information as it happened very recently, but I suppose if you were looking for more information, you could start there. These barbarians, how stupid would one have to be to start a fight with them? To start a fight head on. I would hope you'd have a small army to do such a thing. They are not great in numbers, perhaps a couple hundred, but... A couple hundred people have captured Jillian. Well, not at the wagon, in the mountains. Right. My mistake, I thought you were referring to the barbarians as a whole. No, I mean the ones that are holding our friend Jillian. If she, if she was last seen, in a carriage, presumably on the way to the mountains, would she already be at the mountains by now? No, I think it would take a little longer. Perhaps another day, perhaps another day and a half, at a quick pace. And Gillian, a friend of yours, you're not, you're not interested in helping her. Not interested in helping her? Helping Gillian? She, she's a friend of yours. She is, but I have not the resources physically and militarily to assist her in this kind of mission. What happened when you split ways with you? We were traveling to Arnshuba and were attacked by, we were ambushed by gnolls. Undead gnolls. Undead gnolls. And traced the gnoll attack seemingly to a small encampment nearby. And that's essentially all we know. Jillian took off on a horse. She told us to meet her at the dancing clan. She never came. I imagine she 
tracked the gnolls attempting to find the source. Did you ever find the source of the gnolls? No. And I have to say, just out of curiosity, there were no halflings on the list. How did you come to work for them? That's a story. Is it? I love stories. The way I came about is not really important, but I would like to discuss with you about other things that I'm dealing with here. I've given you quite a bit of information. Perhaps you could indulge me. Aside from the Jillian issue, I've come on my own accord. Oh, have a separate mission? Indeed. And what might that how much information do you know about the guests here at this party? A good bit, I would say. Not all of them are from Tuktu, where my expertise lies, but I do know, generally, about quite a lot. You say you keep to yourself most times? I try to, unless the need is called for. Well, I'm in search for something. Are you? things. And I need to talk to the right people to get them. Possibly make some dealings with them. Mm. Is there anybody you recommend that has power? Just about everyone at this party has some modicum of power. Perhaps you could be a slight bit more specific and I can point you in the right direction. I have to say, I don't know I can trust you. Well, you'll have to make that determination. I've given you quite a bit of information, as far as I see it, under the guise that you're here for reasons that are mostly not nefarious. Perhaps you could put a little of that trust mind. There are certain pieces of the puzzle that I need to fill, and I, um... Possibly need to exchange some deeds for them. Ah, yes, I believe I'm familiar with the game. Hmm. I don't play it myself, but I am familiar with it. It is true that the Light Whistle Estate Club grants you tremendous political power, but the club keeps an extremely watchful eye on all of its members, something you agree to when you join. This kind of persistent surveillance is not conducive to the kind of life that I wish to live. I saw you chatting with Iris Isaiah. That's a good place to start. Excellent. You might have heard the name Ramsey Brandt as well. Yes. He often outsources work to gain a competitive edge, although I'd be surprised if he had any pieces left. From what I understand, he cashed in quite a few favors to make sure he was Mr. Molifair's sole point man on their acquisition of property up north. And that isn't going as smoothly as they'd hoped. If you're staying in Urinchuka, you might also try Michael Ainsley at his healer's hut in Songanon. Uh, where? Songanon, the district. Mr. Ainsley left the club some time ago and has been selling off pieces to make sure he can provide his services at a discount to those who need it. Admirable, but unsustainable. 
You could see if he has anything left. Members of his club, the Light Whistle Estate Club. Yes. Is there a way to recognize them? By something they wear, perhaps? No, there are no physical signifiers. The members of the club are known to most of the other members. It's a little bit larger than you think, but are you looking for one of them in particular? Members of the club? Yeah. No. One more question. Do you know Mr. Radcliffe? Yes. He's here <laughs> at the estate. Important that I meet with him? I suppose that depends on your definition of importance. <laughs> Will he get me what I need? In this regard? I doubt it. He's off the list. A yep. loathsome fellow I find most of the time. But good for a lot. The acquisition of land that's going poorly, does that have something to do with the kidnap, kidnap of his daughter, Pi? Mr. Molopair believes so. Though I find that somewhat hard to believe. What do you think happened to her? Not sure. The Northerners are proud and resistant to the construction going on up there, but rarely violent and never a kidnapping, to my knowledge. So what do you think she ran away? That is possible. I got the impression that her mother was not very fond of her. I got that impression too. Why do you think that is? Everyone has their reason. She's a bastard. You said it, not me. <laughs> Jillian's uh, latest Conquest. Do you know where she was planning on heading? Where these, you know, where these um, I sites were? I believe between the Sharky Mountains and Mukmu, the harvesting yard was set to begin construction. Early stages. I got the impression that Gillian was merely doing reconnaissance at this point. What did she want? In regards to. She wanted to dismantle the... She wanted to dismantle In the past, Gillian has scouted these locations and then hired more physical types to either intimidate or tear the place down if the opportunity presents itself. How many people outside of myself was she planning on hiring to assist her? How many people outside of myself was she planning on hiring to assist her? Well, like I said, she had a list of ten names. She didn't tell me how many of the ten that she planned to hire. And you know the name, the names of my heart? I know the list. Is there a reason you don't feel it important to provide us with the list so that we may perhaps save your friend? Make a persuasion check. <laughs> Jillian explicitly gave me instruction not to mention the names. She felt that it might put them in danger. So, until I know for sure that Jillian is dead, I'll keep the list myself. And do you plan to carry on her legacy if she does die? In shutting down the camps. Not likely. Does Jillian work alone, typically? She 
hires out. I mean, you seem to be a confidant of hers. Are there any other confidants? When she gathers supplies, she finds the necessary people. I believe she comes into contact with Robert Steele in Orenchupa, who tends to know the people there. What's that name again? Robert Steele. <laughs> you seem like a man who doesn't like to get his hands dirty. When I said carry on her legacy, I meant would you assist, perhaps, if we intended to carry on her legacy? Would you give us the list of names? How would you plan on doing that exactly? Well, we could first find the people that she was intending to look for. We could scout the camp. And you would do this all on your own? Don't see why not. Just the three of you traveling at the moment? Well, there was a list of names you said. Yeah. I don't know how many she got. She got one other. Wraith? Goliath. Ah. One of the Elvigos, I suppose. Uh, who are the Elvigos? A clan of Goliaths. The only Goliaths on the list were Elvigos. There are multiple Elvigos on the list. There is a family. These Elvigos to be trusted? I couldn't say either way. The only two names on the list that I actually recognized, as she tends to keep people with a low profile, were people who live in Tuktu. The other names were unfamiliar to me. The Ovigos live in Tuktu, you say? They do not. I didn't, I have heard the names, but I don't know them personally. So what's your plan with us now? My plan with you? Yeah, we've broken art because you set your doll after us. I wouldn't worry about that. Oh no, you're going to fix that for us. I consider it a favor. Favor, a favor that I'm assuming you want us to repay. Not at this particular moment. Right, but you can cash in that favor whenever you like to. Well, would you not agree that I've given you a wealth of information that you didn't know? I have one more question. <laughs> By all means. Thank you. When I meet these three people, do I upfront tell them what I need? Some are more upfront than others. I imagine if you meet them one-on-one, -on -one, they won't have a problem saying anything, assuming it's without earshot of someone else. If you meet them in a public setting, they in might be more covert. Yeah. Thank you. How can we find you? You can find me in Tuktu. I'm going back there after the tasting. Can I ask one more question? Why not? Well, we're here, right? What do the pieces do? Pieces themselves don't do anything. They're just emblems. Signifies. Complete the set. Signifies that you helped the Lightless in the State Club and therefore fit to gain entry. And if I may ask, you have aspirations for the State Club? Seeking political office, perhaps? Possibly. It's intriguing. That's news. Now, perhaps you could tell me what you all plan on doing after this little meeting around. Me? 
will determine your level of horrification. What's being harvested in the yards? Do you know what? <coughs> are harvested for their skin. I understand, and it's used to make a solution. That's correct. Do you know how that's being distributed, or if it has been distributed anywhere? It is not officially legal in any place at the moment. No, I'm aware. So, it is done usually with a cloak of shadow, merely to avoid any kind of unsavory implications and associations. But the selling and buying of it is not prohibited as of yet. We believe we're being followed or watched in some way. Makes deciding our next move, as you asked, rather difficult. I can imagine. Your association with Jillian Presuming my information is correct, puts you in a bit of a tight spot, I'm sure you'd agree. Between the gentle void and who? No, between you and Guy Lamar, or you and the barbarians. They captured Jillian, guilt by association, I suppose, unless you've managed to remain unseen for the most part. What do you recommend we do next? How much do you care about Jillian? Let me preface. How much do you care about finding her? I care about the amount of money I was offered. I understand. And you? I care about the money as well. To be honest. <laughs> Please do. I can very much go without. Without finding Jillian at all? I believe that somehow. <laughs> Good. You should, because it's true. You could go to the mountains. Or you could attempt to make haste and track down the carriage before it reaches the barbarian camp. Well, that seems like the smarter option. Depends on how good you are to sneaking into places, I suppose. Yeah, well... If you come after the wagon, they're likely to see you coming quite a mile wise away. Right. How long does it take to get from where Jillian was last seen to the mountains? At a quick pace, a day and a half, maybe two days. If they're taking their time, you might have closer to three. I don't know what they plan to do with her, so I can't say what kind of rush they're in. I can't help but notice your frustration, Arthur. What is it exactly that perturbs you? I don't like owing favors to people I don't know. You are officially absolved, then. You're absolving me. I am. Why? In the hopes that you might open up a little bit. Tell me exactly what it is you have in mind, and what stakes you have. The money is good, no doubt. But Jillian also tends to target people who have some extra investment. I don't like it. 
I don't like what they're doing at the camps and I don't like the idea it's powerful it's too much power and I don't believe that anyone should have that much power mm. an opinion held by some I've encountered it Yes, I've seen people who've taken the serum. I've seen what it does. And when you saw it, it didn't tempt you just a little bit what it could do. Yeah, I suppose I can understand the temptation. But I think I imagined an army of people with that amount of strength and the damage that they could do. It's wrong. And if everyone had access to it? The great equalizer, no? Yeah, it's wrong the way it's harvested too. The whole thing, everything about it is wrong. And perhaps that's enough. Is that not enough for you? Perhaps that is enough. Is there any other questions I can answer before we rejoin the festivities? Is this the only place we can ever talk to you in? This room. <laughs> yes. Like if I saw you upstairs, can you come over? You can. I can't promise that I'd be willing to answer questions so openly and honestly. Of course. For some reason, I feel like I trust you. For some reason, I feel like I trust you as well. <laughs> Seems like you're fairly forthright. But who am I to say? I believe you're right. If we were to fight alongside a new Vigo, you say that would be to be trusted. They would be trusted, trustworthy. The Vigos have a long history of hunting, they have a long history of combat and battle. I suppose if they had a good reason to fight alongside you, it would be no reason to distrust them. For what it's worth, I trust him. You trust? Our Il Vigo. Which Il Vigo did you find? <laughs> Say some names and we'll tell you what you <laughs> As I said, the list only had two Il Vigos on it, so... I'm not going to play a 50-50 guessing game. And that's not important to you. <laughs> Which one it is? Yes. Just of interest, I suppose. You said that you felt like you were being watched. In what way do you feel that? People seem to know where we're staying, where we're going. You are staying in Orchubra? Yes. Staying in one of the inns? Yes. And did you book the rooms, or were they provided for? No, they were provided, provided by Julian. And you feel like you're being watched there? Yes. Perhaps not a coincidence that the rooms that you did not book are being watched? No, certainly not. We're not sure who's watching us. How did you feel that these eyes were on? In what manner does it present itself? A message. A message? Yeah. Addressed to the room. Address. That you did not book. 
to the room that we didn't book, yes. Did it occur to you, perhaps, that the message was not intended for you? Oh, it was intended for us. Was it? Yes. And you're sure of that? Very. It seemed pertinent to us, yes. Something that wouldn't be pertinent to Jilly? Well... I don't believe so. Fair enough. Could have been. <laughs> you received a threat. Or a warning, hard to, hard to say. In what form did this warning take? The phrase was, they are watching. The letter that was sent to you said they are watching. Yes. Suspicious, no doubt. It does make one feel like you're being watched. <laughs> I can see how that would be the case. Yeah. I can't say that I have any real guesses as to who that might be. It could be a manner of people, anyone associated with the gentle boy that Guy Grammont trusts. Could have passed on your names if he knew you were associated with Jillian. If the gentle boy was interested in us, wouldn't they have just captured us by now? They have a considerable amount of power. They do, but they rarely act without reason or provocation. Odd as that may seem. Did you do something that might have caught their attention? Other than associating with Chilean, of course. Probably somewhere along the way, yeah. I don't know. Well, I can only help you as far as I'm aware. These attacks in Brickrock, do you think they have anything to do with the gentle void and, and frankly, what Jillian was doing? There were undead in Brickrock, yes. yes. And it reached my ears about the festival of Omasi. Undead yes. there as well. Those were the same undead that attacked us. The barbarian charmants of Black Lion tribe are known for necromancy. It is possible that these are related in some way. The barbarian shamans, they're not a group of people who would you call organized, would you? In what way? These attacks, there are similarities. We'd seem patterns. I wouldn't call the barbarians particularly organized. Should However, under the guidance of a man like you certainly wouldn't call them scholars. No. Where, where did you say these um, barbarian shamans are from? They live in the Shaki Mountains. Not organized, but with Guy Lamar's help, perhaps. The real question is, what is Guy Lamar offering them? These are not people known for associating with those outside of the mountains. He must have something for them. Do they stray from the mountains? Very rare. If people stray too close to the mountains, they are known to kidnap. And what do they value more, these barbarians? Money or power? Not that they're not the same, but for them, strength? Until the other day, I would have said neither of those things. What do they value? Privacy. So maybe someone threatened them? About the barbarians, your guess is mostly as good as mine. But you believe these barbarians are what are bringing the undead 
to life. The shamans, like I said, are known for necromancy. Seems like a bit of a coincidence for this all to be happening at once. Can't yes. say for sure. What usually does Gilmar give? is a wealthy man. But like I said, I can't imagine the barbarians are terribly interested in money. So for example? I suppose it's up to you to find out what he's all Protection. A serum that makes them powerful. <clears throat> if they were interested in that kind of thing, I suppose. And are they a people that you would say you could negotiate with, or is that a terrible idea? I imagine there are some who could negotiate with them. As I mentioned before, very few of them speak the common tongue. They're suspicious of outsiders. Yes. And you would have to find someone who speaks the barbarian language. Yes. Well, that should be. Does he come to the tasting? He does not. Lamar stays away from gatherings of people in general. I think he rightfully believes that the less he is seen, the more powerful he is. Are you not worried? You put yourself willingly between the gentle void and those that seem to stand directly across from them. If the gentle void desired my silence, they could purchase it, but have so far not attempted to do so. My thoughts are that the gentle void accurately believes that a little bit of active resistance actually benefits them in the long run. The perception of danger drives the price of goods. Demand is only increasing as the days go by. If people believe that the harvesting yards are threatened, you raise the prices, turn a tidy profit. I haven't been threatened directly in any manner such as you described. A note, a warning. And you feel safe? For now. Who else knows about any of this? Any of what specifically? What you've talked about. The, the gentle void, the Jillian's crusade against them. There are people who know Jillian. She's fairly good at staying covert. Outside of the name you said, the, I forget the connection's name you mentioned in this city. The connection of where? The, the person who knows Jillian in this city, you said some name. Uh, Robert Bastille. Yes. Yes. Aside from him, who else does Jillian know that they might talk to? People of power do know the name. I wouldn't say they associate with her. I'm sure First Select Dubin has come into contact with her. I imagine there's some in the capital city of Pachacama that come into contact with Jillian, mainly because the operatives would go in and out of there to receive missions during the war. Give them up. Yes. We're going to avoid. Do they ever give uh, barbarians people as a sacrifice? Explain. I just know that they are known to have um, lists of people who have wronged them. I suppose if they believe that Guy could produce someone that was a threat to them, that information could be valuable to them. Ah. I haven't heard of such exchanges taking place, but it is possible. Just wondering. Fair enough. If I were interested in getting a message to you, would you be staying in Uantrubalong? Um, or 
Honestly, I don't think we're sure. Today I'm going to leave. Either release her, or you're staying in our tube as well, in a different location. I guess we'll be leaving at the earliest tomorrow afternoon. To head north? Think of anything that might be useful in either potential rescue of Jillian or a reconnaissance of a harvesting yarn. Planning is the key, I would imagine. Find people who are familiar with the barbarians, hunters, people who travel near the mountains. People do trade with them on occasion. They keep mostly to themselves, but they will bargain for goods. The barbarians that captured her are human barbarians? Yes, they are. If we wanted to reach you, I'm assuming as a friend of Jillian, you're concerned about her well-being. Say we were able to rescue her, I'm assuming you'd like to know. I would. Do you have an address in Tuktu we could send you a message? If you use a courier service and use my name, they'll know where to find me. How long does it usually take to get one of these items that I'm in search for from these people? How long does it take to get them? Yes, if I exchange work or other goods uh, with what they want. Varies from project to project, I'm sure. If they are looking for someone to perform a task, typically the IA piece is produced at the end of the task. The task could be labor, it could be intimidation, it could be stealing something. You'll have to negotiate with that individual. Great. I noticed that you two seem not very interested in the likeness of the state club. Power doesn't interest me. Yeah, not really up my street. Fair enough. Seems we've come to an impasse. Look, I appreciate the information you've given us. I appreciate your candor as well. Unless there's anything else you can tell me about Gillian, who you're traveling with. No, look, I'm sorry about the suit. Oh, it's not his. <laughs> he fixes himself right up. And it, um, and he sort of looks over. Doesn't appear to have <laughs> taken the suit stance <laughs> So if we walk back up those stairs and rejoin the party, what? None of this ever happened. Who am I going to talk to? Are you worried about someone in particular? No, just don't particularly want people to know that their server walked down the stairs, beat up a suit of armor, and then came right back up. It's a bit suspicious, don't you think? I suppose that they knew what happened down here. Are you going to walk up the stairs and start screaming, I got into a fight with a suit of armor? <laughs> Wasn't he standing on it? No. Then I imagine no one will know. Right. Well, it was a pleasure to meet you. Cool. It was very helpful. Lovely to meet you. You as well. Erlen. <laughs> Jamie. Perfect. Ah. Don't mind, I'll sit down here and finish my glass of wine before I end. Please do. I hope that the information has been a sufficient help. If you'd like, you may use the room for a moment before you rejoin. Sweet. Just don't linger too long. Are they Is it? I think we can just leave it. You can leave the room. No. Right. Okay. I'll take care of it. Okay. 
Thanks. He bows and lingers for a moment and kind of looks around the room at the sort of damage done. <laughs> Tiefling? Yeah. Would the Il Cravos be part of the barbarian shamans in Shaki Mountains? No. Il Cravos, not barbarians. A different Goliath tribe, if I know correctly. Not associated. Buraj Il Cravo. Do you know the Goliath? The name is not familiar to me. I know of the Il Cravos. Generally. Who are the Il Cravos? Just another Goliath tribe. There aren't that many of them left in Antisu. I don't know anything about them in particular. Did the name come up at some point? I thought he might be one of the necromancers. Not to my knowledge. Goliaths in general, not a race that practices necromancy. That seems to be exclusively human. Not sure what that says in particular, but <laughs> I imagine it says something. Oh, the necromancies are barbarians, human barbarians. They are humans, yes. Buraj is an old friend of mine that I haven't seen in quite some time. Sorry to hear that. You lost him along the way. Many, many years ago, not in this particular journey. Yeah. Oh, I am sorry, I don't have news of your friend. It's alright. If he travels through Tuktu, I'll be sure to send a message. Please. And he bows. And he turns you guys have a move for a moment. Take a big sip of wine. I have a meeting to get to. I've already set up one with Iris. See you up there then. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I guess I'm going. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Do you head upstairs? Yeah, I gotta go. Sure. You. Of the door I line. have the bottle of wine that I've taken as Wigga. Two of you are still here with the bottle of wine. I'm just gonna look at him. I guess I'm just gonna go back upstairs and hope that no one kills me. Alright, I don't know what we should do next, but alright. Yeah, and I'm just gonna take the wine and walk. Sure. Arland, you're here, you have a moment. Um, the portrait of Odell Barnabas. I'd like to check it out a little bit. Investigate it up. Take it off the wall. Yeah. Sure. Seventeen. Uh, sorry, sixteen. Sixteen. You take the picture off the wall, and written behind it, scrawl. G G G. Oh. P two sixteen. P two sixteen. Does it look like it is? Um, does it look as if that writing is from when the portrait, like it's the same age as the rest of the portrait, or does it seem like newer or scrawled in a sort of different way? It's kind? the, if you touch it, like it's not wet, no ink rubs off in your hand or anything. It seems like it's been there at least for some time. It wasn't written there super recently. It's hard to tell. And it's, it's not particularly faded. It doesn't seem like it's very, very old. Okay. Um, and it's, um... And that's like directly on the, so like if it's a frame, right, like that's directly on the back, right? There's nothing to like. It's like, on it's the like wall. A, it's not on the painting. Oh, it's on the yeah, wall. Yeah, you took the painting oh. off the wall and it's scrawled on the wall. And the painting's been put over. How many other pictures are on the wall? Um, I Just the other one, one of the kings. There was the one of the kings, yeah. Can I take that one off the wall sure, as well? Sure, you do. Um, there's nothing behind it. You don't find it. Great. And there's nothing on the portrait itself that is no not like in a particular way? Okay, I'm going to put the painting back up. Put it back. 
Um, and the wood, there was a wooden f- uh, flute of some sort, you said, right? Yeah, there was an instrument, there was a pipe as well, yeah. There, yeah, I'd, I'd like to take a, a closer look at the artifacts that feel particularly, like, that were on display in a particularly specific way. Sure, there are no, like, plaques or anything, so they're not, there's no names or, like, you, you don't recognize it. Are you looking for something more than... Um, he will come back to that in a second. Then sure. the, the door that seemed to have been filled in. Yeah, there's a door shape sort of filled in. Yeah. Um, can I can I sort of feel for a breeze to see if there's a hole or anything like that? Sure, you run your hand kind of along the inside, and it seems sealed pretty tight. All right, uh, can I give it? A, I want to give it a knock with. I want to give it a knock or even pick up a stone to see if it's sort of a, a, a hollower brick sure. than the rest of the wall. Yeah. How hard sense. do you want to hit it? <laughs> um, loud enough that I can, you know, like if you knock on a solid brick wall, it's one sound versus like a solid. Sure, it's sense. stone. It's not even brick. Stone. It's, okay. it's like stone. Yeah. I want to. What's the heaviest thing in the room? I'm probably like some of the actually statues. Yeah. How about, or how about the suit of armor? Did part yep. of it fall off? I mean, yeah. It's, it's right now. It's limp on the ground. So there's the helmet, the gauntlets. So Would that be sizably heavy and sure? Yeah. Great. I'd like to hit the wall as hard as I can. With sure. You pick it up and <laughs> it makes a pretty loud noise, but it. The helmet had a hollow ring to it, but it doesn't seem... it. The wall budges, it doesn't budge at all, and it doesn't seem like there's a hollow behind it, so it's either very thick, or... And there's nothing in the room that seems that it could blast, like none of the artifacts seem like it could unlock anything. You want to stay here and pick everything up? No, no, the, the like, important ones, like the frame, like the... Sure. The, 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 Erlen um, goes around the room, he yeah. picks up a pipe, picks up a... <laughs> nothing triggers any kind of effect. <laughs> All right then. Uh, I put the. I want to make sure I put the painting back up in front of the GG. Yep. And uh, take a moment to make sure that. Yeah. Sort of <laughs> step back. Go back. Um, what did you say? It was a pipe? Is that what was? Yeah. There's, a, wooden pipe. there's a number of items. Oh, okay. I mean, so there's that, a couple old instruments. Oh, there's a collection of marbles and shells. Well. Yep. That seems noteworthy to me, or like jog any sort of memory of anything. No. You take a look, and I mean, they're pretty. Sure. But they don't, there isn't anything on them that would signify that something. Great. Um, then I sort of give the room a once over and uh, head back upstairs. Right. Start to walk back up the stairs. And we're going to go over to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys are still here? <laughs> For now. The other side of the estate. Sort of wine splattered, stone scorched, knolls slain. Dead bodies. Orba and Graven stand in the aftermath of the fight, debating what to do next. Okay. You seem nervous. I'm so nervous. It's going to be alright. Okay. Okay. Well, Orba just starts kind of trying to, like, organize the dead gnolls, like, put them in a nice, neat pile. Like, they're heavy. She starts just, talking yeah. on make yeah. strength check. Okay. Six. Six. I mean, you're pulling them. It's taken a while. I Maybe mean, if it doesn't look so bad, they won't be as mad. Orba, Orba, I don't think that we're going to be able to do anything. Okay. You pull one and like a blood stain like oh, across the floor. <laughs> just, just leave it be. Okay. I think it's more important that we get out of here. Okay. Okay. We cannot survive another fight, and we do not know if Winston had any associates anywhere here. You're right, you're right. Okay. Who, who did we meet upstairs? I was... 
There is one person upstairs who knows that I speak. One of the cooks. Oh, okay. It, it shouldn't be a problem, but is there anyone else that we could uh, approach? Uh, the only one I can think of is the man who greeted us, um, who made you pick up cheese and yes. gave me a plate. He was very short, but he, which, like, of, of speech, he wasn't. <laughs> yeah. He was a small man. <laughs> Everyone is small to me. Terse, but yes. Terse, then. Terse. That just came to me. <laughs> the word just came to me. Terse. I mean, uh, it, he he might be uh, uh, shrewd enough to if I if I went upstairs looking not super crazy, um, if I could just like get his attention quietly, maybe he'll come downstairs. Do we want that? I don't want to come back here with him. I'd much rather leave. We we can warn him about what happened. And, and say, I, I, I've got blood on me. I, yes. I'm not hurt terribly, but we could, we could say we need to get me to a healer. Yes. And just advise him that there were knolls in the basement. We, and we, good luck. Yes. But we've got to go. But I, I feel like he might appreciate uh, some discretion, so that the kitchen staff isn't all a hubbub. You're right. We don't want to start a panic. Yes. Okay. Both of you can make perception checks. Oh for boy. Where am I looking? Seven. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. So as you're talking, I mean, in a break in the conversation, you start to hear some footsteps coming down the hall. I mean, you guys made a fair bit of noise, especially with right. the spell in particular, so you start to hear some Real quick, the layout of this yes. was we came down some steps. There was the first room that was very much like, there were still some people in that first Yes, they were working in there. I mean, presumably the people coming might be them. Okay. Then a door, and then the middle, I'm at the room that you're in now. Yeah. Yeah. Was kind of a middle between that and like where the beds and stuff are. Yes, it was like a wine storage area. Okay. So it seemed like the wine cellar was sort of excavated out and a sort of bedroom area right. was designated for some of the for the kitchen staff to, as permanent employees. So, as far as we know, some of those people could literally have just been on the other side of that door the whole time. Uh, it, but it was down the hall as well. So, so okay. there were a few, um, like, wine cellar areas, like, that right. maybe had the different kind. One had Mulfair House, oh, one okay. had... So, they, he took you down the hall to get the white wine, the Ode to Grimari, okay. so... Okay. Uh, you, you can feign ignorance, somebody's coming, you can feign ignorance about all of this. I'm mute as far as they know. Just say that you heard a sound. King and I was, you found me, I had fought them off, and you need to get me out of here. Okay, um, how and do I- hear, How do I look, do I look like I wasn't fighting? I, I Were you fix hurt? my hair a little bit and like brush off any dust or- sure. make a performance check. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Ten. Ten. I mean, you do a pretty decent job. I mean, you, again, you didn't get hit, right? right. Yeah. So yeah. you know, you straighten the clothes and you sort of dust off some of the the battle, and you look fairly presentable. Yeah. I mean, you're not. Okay. So your heart, you're still mute. I didn't see anything, and I have to get you to a healer. And you're very nervous, like you are. Yes, I. And that's and another... not going to have to be a performance. I open up in that. Okay. Hold on. I come. I come. I come. Uh. I I, I rush over to the act. Which, oh. Uh, open the door. So the door uh, opens, yeah. and the first two people that you see, one guy that was one of the men that came down here when you all sort of broke up into groups, and the one group went, you know, uh-huh. uh, his name was Gordon. Um, you saw it sort of 
pointing out the name Gordon, and the other guy that's there looks like it's the guy that you were working with earlier, the, you know, the soup cauldron the man. Soup man. And the two of them sort of open the door. Do you let them in, or are you talking to them at the sort of frame of the door? Um, yeah, Orba swings the door wide open and says, Oh my goodness, thank God you're here. There's been a terrible thing. I need your help. What? Please. We heard a loud noise. Yes. Is everything all right? Yes, please don't don't panic the rooms. Just please come inside really quickly, please. And they take a step in the two guys. And Orba swip, sweeps around and shuts the door. Sort of behind you. And you can see the men, they sort of react to you shutting the door. And they start to look around. And they clock the wine. And they clock the burnt wood. And they clock the knolls. <clears throat> and one of the guys takes off his hat and holds it. <laughs> We are so fucked! What? Hey, no. Look. And he sort of starts to... <sighs> hey, is this Gordon or the soup man? Yeah, Gordon. Gordon. The soup man's kind of like standing there in shock, sort of surveying the things around him. Gordon, 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 look at me. Look, look at me. Okay, this is what happened. I heard the noise and I came down and my mute friend was battling all of these gnolls and he defeated them but he's very hurt and I need to get him to a healer now. Gnolls? Where did the gnolls come from? I don't know. I just came down and there were gnolls and I don't understand. And, and another kept... like pounding oh, on the for door. for God's sake. <laughs> and Gordon runs over and he Gordon, sort of he... slightly opens the door and he's talking to the people outside. Oh, it's... A wine barrel, it, the pressure built up, and it it all mixed, and it sort of made a boot. Don't worry about it. And he, pff, he shuts the door, sort of in their face. Well done, Gordon. What are you doing down here? We, I didn't do anything. We, I came down. He was fighting gnolls, and he saved me because he finished off the last of them before they could get to me. I can't. I don't know what happened because he doesn't speak. I just need to get him to a healer, please. And the guy who worked with him at the culture, and he sort of... That guy speaks. <laughs> you speak? <laughs> Wait. Did I learn his name? I'm sorry, what was his name? I don't think you ever did. Okay, okay. that's what I thought. Google. It, Orbo goes over to Google quietly. Just... Oh my god, and he's kind of like rocking. <laughs> Gordon? Google? Can you tell me what happened? Mr. Molifair is going to kill us. No, he doesn't need to know. What? Doesn't need to know? Yes. How are we going to get these levels out of here? Calm yourself. Oh my god, he's speaking! It's over, but it's fine. Has anything else, has anything happened like this here before? No! It's fine, everything. They're all either dead, they're all dead. Oh good, a bunch of dead gnomes! That's perfect! Hey, it's better than a lot of live ones, trust me. Okay, if you say so. <sighs> you are the only two that know that I speak here. Okay. Which is, I can tell, is not as surprising as these dead gnolls. Oh, yeah. Okay. My friend and I would like to leave this place. You, you want me to cover for you? you Why don't you just run away? Leave, leave Gordon with a bunch of dead gnolls? You don't 
have to make any explanations either. That's your own fault, isn't it? My own fault? You killed the elves! It was them or me. I believe you, but it doesn't fix the nose. Nose don't just appear. Who, who lives down here? What is the who? The permanent kitchen staff. You're not permanent kitchen staff. No, I was. I would like to be, but that's gone <laughs> now. Station. Who who is who's who else was down here? Some of the other blind. I, I don't what names. I, you don't know any names. I'm not a permanent staff. Who's There's in, so many new in, people. I don't know who you are. Who's in charge uh, of staff? Yes. Well, that would be. Uh, let me get his name. Laku. Laku is the chef, the guy who talked to you in the first game. Yeah. And then there's the. Captain of the Guard, if you're looking for really in charge. Or Mr. Bolifair, if you're looking for really in charge. No, I don't think we need to go quite so high up, thank you. Who are you telling about this? Who did you just talk to outside the door? Do you know them? Yeah. Is it... Who, who is it? Dominic? <laughs> Does that help you? <laughs> I just... I... It would be best to keep this contained, don't you think? Yes. Do you, what are the odds that us four, if we work together, because there's a little bit on the line here, can get rid of these gnolls discreetly, clean up a bit of this wine, and Mr. Molifair doesn't need to know? Where are we getting rid of these gnolls? There's no other way out of here. You've got plenty of wine barrels. How about we empty a couple? And put the gnolls in the wine barrels. You have a better idea, Gordon. Yes, my friend is very strong. He could he could uh, uh, take them outside. We tell the captain of the guard and hope that he doesn't kill us? That's. I like her idea better. If we get caught with a no in a wine barrel, they'll kill us on the spot. When you take this barrel of gnome upstairs <laughs> and they say oh good barrel of wine stop pouring it what are you gonna do <laughs> pour out the gnome <laughs> Gordon you're not helping I like my idea better than yours what's with the okay what is the role of the captain of the guard on this property is he always here is I think he he's in charge of the Security, the guards. What if, what if he was informed that there was a breach in his security with all of these gnolls and somebody who is in uh, cahoots with them? Maybe. I, I. Yes, it would seem like us two would be the heroes then, because there were gnolls on the property and we were the ones to take care of it. Okay, so I'll go up and tell him that a couple of heroes are downstairs. Listen, as I said. You are the only three people in this building that know that I speak. I can continue to be mute so that th there is no explanation, only bodies, and that they have to deal with it themselves. And so, okay, so we, we go to the captain of the guard and we tell him... There was a breach. There was a breach. Yes. I took care of it. I, you, you took care of it. I neutralized the threat. And how do I know that you did that? 
What else happened down there? Take a look at him. Doesn't he look like garbage? Uh, yeah, but... I was injured in this fight, can't you tell? And when he comes down here and says, How do I know that you weren't part of it? What do you say? I don't think he would I have no nothing. bites on his arms if he was part of it. No, so unpredictable. They seemed pretty organized to me. Okay, so I tell him to come down here so we don't bring the gnomes up. And we hope that he's grateful for a bunch of dead gnomes in the basement. Tasting is still going on. The kitchens are a bustle. It's been moment, uninterrupted. Right? I know a lot of people heard the loud noise. Up in the kitchens and in the estate. Presumably. They sent us over here to check it out. Who's there? Who sent you? I was with the other workers. We heard a noise and they said, what was that? And I said, I'll go look. Stupid me. Why'd I do that? This, Thought I'd do him a favor. At this point, if we've taken too much time, the simplest the simplest answer is the best. We we go down, we alert, perhaps even the captain before the chef, I suppose. It's his it's it's him that would be wanting to know about our the bridge. Captain? Yes. Yes. What if let's I go wanted... let's all go to him now. But then no bring him ho- down. No one's Which watching is, the No one's room. in here. Someone just walks into this room. There's what a bunch if, of dead gnomes. What they, uh, uh, people didn't see me go into the room recently. What if I went and fetched the captain so that you don't get questions about what you've seen down here? So you go get the captain to go. If you tell me what he looks like and where I can find him, I can do that. And I'm very discreet. I'm very quiet. And you bring him down here. Mm-hmm. And we just tell him you killed the gnomes. And then what? And then he says, thank you, and I make my way to a healer. Yes. Yeah, that seems likely for him to say thank you for bringing nose in. We didn't bring any nose, Gordon. down here. Make an intimidation check, both of you. (laughs) (laughs) Do we get advantage with this? You can take the highest of the two of you. Oh, okay. Nine. Three. (laughs) <laughs> so he's not terribly put off by his sort of mania is keeping him from sort of fearing the repercussions I'm not letting either of you leave this room because I think you're gonna run because you said you were trying to run so I'll go get the captain of the guard you stay here and I'll send him down I'm gonna go with you because I want to make sure you tell the captain of the guard the truth and don't just put all of this on us and blame us and you make do a under- check Twenty. Oh. And you do understand that I've been injured, and I was doing it for the better of everyone here. I don't know that. Gordon, I take her with me. I leave him with you, and we come back with the captain. Fine. Are you okay with this plan? Yeah, I'll be fine. Are you sure? Yes. What is your name again? To the other guy. To the other guy. Yeah. Drix. Drix? Do you mind waiting with me? What choice do I have? And he's still like a little in shock. I'll stay. Alright. Maybe clean the room up a bit while we're, while we're gone. I'll get right on that. Alright. And he sort of opens the door a little bit. Motion. 
follow. You follow him out. Okay. So he opens the door, and the two of you exit and closes it behind you. You're not gonna run, are you? I'm not going to run. I'm not very fast anyways. Okay. What are you going to say if people ask you questions, Gordon? Are you going to keep it together? Yeah. Yeah. I find that it's best to just look down at the ground and be as small as possible. Down at the ground? Small as possible. Yep. Okay. No eye contact, it just invites questions. And the two of you sort of start to walk down the hallway, and there are like a couple other men who had heard the noise, sort of looking at you guys, and neither of you making eye contact, <laughs> left walking down the hallway. And you guys begin to walk, and that's where we're gonna take our break. Oh, oh yeah! That went so fast. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, cool, we're gonna take a little break, and we'll be back in 15. I think that's where the break is. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. Um, so we'll pick it right back up with potentially the captain of the guard. Thanks, everybody. We'll be right back. Woo -hoo -hoo! Wow. I cannot believe you're still here. Congratulations for making it through a technically challenging episode of A Peek Beneath the Veil. I would just like to quickly mention that we do have a Patreon where you can support the show at patreon.com slash tabletopnotch, as well as a merchandise shop at tabletopnotch.myshopify.com. Your support means the world to us. But now, let's get you back to this episode. You've made it this far. Here's part two of A Peek Beneath the Veil. All right. I'm stressed. Back into the thick of it. Returned. Break. Raven remains in the room, blind in the knolls. Walking is Orba with Gordon. They begin to walk down the hall. And as you guys sort of get to the staircase that was leading down, you guys went down here to begin with. Two men come down to the foot of the stairs. One sort of stocky for an elf, with the by now familiar chainmail armor and a loose-fitting, gold-trimmed attire. And his left gauntlet, sort of shining and polished for this affair, has these feather patterns kind of stuck into it along the side. And he's holding a halberd in his hand, along with the other guard as well. We heard a noise down here. Where did that come from? Orba. And there's a lot of, like, a lot of the men sort of looking around, and they're kind of, they know that you guys came out of that room, so they're sort of waiting for you to speak. And Gordon looks to you. I look to the one who spoke, and Orba says, Are you the captain of the guard? I am. Would you have any interest in following me and Gordon, who is also employed here, into a more discreet location? Explain yourself. I would now. I would prefer to do that in private, where there are not prying eyes, and we do not interrupt this very fancy affair. Make a persuasion check. Seven. You will tell me now what the source of the noise was, or I'll not follow you a step further, and I'll lock you up. And Gordon immediately starts to sort of sweat. You can feel the sort of energy beside you. It seems that there was a breach in your security, but my friend took care of it, but he is in need of some help. So if you could calmly follow me, I will show you exactly where it took place and what happened. And when you say this, you know, it's out loud, and some of the other men sort of start to, like, 
whispering, hearing sort of gracious security views. I've already tried to save you some embarrassment by bringing you to a place privately, but you have robbed me of that option, so would you like to follow me now? Quiet, everyone. And I'll whisper stop. And he points to one of his men, points to the staircase. Nobody goes upstairs. Where am I going? Follow me. And I yank Gordon along because he's useless. Sure. He doesn't say anything yet. Gordon? Yeah. He's quiet. He mm -hmm. follows along. Alright. You lead them down the hall. Mm -hmm. And before we get to the door, I turn back to the guard and I say, My friend is responsible for taking care of the problem. I would appreciate it if you showed him respect for that service as you ask him these questions, because he's also very injured. I will decide if he is taking care of the problem or is part of the problem. Open the door. Opens the door. In, the, in the meantime, sure. um, <laughs> maybe I just have covered the knolls in a sheet. From <laughs> <laughs> the beds, sure. Yeah, yeah, like just so it's not like, just oh, there's knolls the first thing. It's like, yes, sure. it's a mess, but I can be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you take a second to so cover okay. them in sheets yeah. and anything else before. <sighs> no. Uh, <laughs> no. Nope, that's it. Just cover okay. knolls. Oh, door opens. And he makes you, he gestures to you, and has you two, you and Gordon, enter first. So he doesn't. And he follows, he still has one man with him, so he had two, and he stationed one back at the staircase. Okay. And he has one man with him, two of them enter. And he sees the sheets laid out, and he makes a note of Raven. What has happened in here? Explain yourselves. Graven, I've already informed him that. You took care of a situation. Are these members of the staff? Are these men? And he lifts one, and he takes a look. And you can see his face change, sort of noticing. What hand did you have in this? As Does I he not speak? No, he's... He's, he's more... Brawn than brains. And you see the other man who you worked with sort of getting a little fidgety because he knows you're lying, but he doesn't say anything yet to the captain of the guard. When I heard the sound, I came to investigate because I knew my friend was down here. We are together as companions. And when I came down, he was finishing dispatching of four gnolls, and he was badly injured. That is all. Four gnolls. How did they appear? Can you translate for this man? I can try my best. Do it. I saw you come down here with four workers. Did you all discover them? Where are the other workers? Four. Does this mean something to you? <laughs> From what I can gather, the four men that he came down with, 
I know it sounds foolish, but it seems that these four men became four gnolls. I do not know how. Gnolls are not practitioners of magic. You turned the men to gnolls. Was there somebody else down here who did? It seems like you might have some kind of a mage on your hands in the property somewhere. He sort of starts to walk and sort of look around the room a little bit, his other guard stationed at the door. And he begins to slowly look around. Four gnomes, practicing magic all on their own. No one else down here. And you come running. I highly doubt that. Do you have a better theory? How am I to believe that you had no part in this? If you would take a closer look at my friend, I'm sure you will find several bite marks that he endured throughout the whole battle. I can see that. Punishment, perhaps, for trusting gnolls. Someone better start talking. Is there anything else that you can tell us? We had nothing to do with these gnolls. When I entered this room, the air shimmered. And these, these men, who did nothing but grunt before, as the chef will attest to, became gnolls and attacked me. And he looks to Gordon, and Gordon looks back, and he kind of gives me some nod. <coughs> and there was no one else in this room. No. Make a deception check. <laughs> Everybody wants to know my shit. Fifteen. Fifteen. So he sort of looks you up and down. Gnolls do not practice magic on their own. Someone else here has something to do with this. And he looks to his guard, to his left. And he holds out his hand. And the guard kind of looks at him and he's... Mr. Molofer said... Only for emergencies. Does this not look like an emergency to you? Give it. And the man reaches out and sort of places something in the palm of his hand. And he holds it. And he holds it up. And there's sort of a clear liquid. Enchanted blood of the Pegasus. Commonly referred to as truth serum. One of you will drink it and answer my questions. Otherwise, I will assume you complicit. Is that understood? I 
Would you like me to do it for you? Is this something that I would know about? That Greg would know Perfect. about? It's, yeah. it's legit. <laughs> as far as you know, yeah. What about I me? mean, you don't know for sure that this... Their truth serum does exist. Okay. <laughs> so you have no reason to believe this is. I suppose you could be blocked, but... I'm younger. Maybe they'll be nicer to me. They, they can hear us. Yeah. He's waiting for you to decide. Succinct. I'll take it. Not you. <laughs> Her. Wait. The body can resist the effects of the serum, and I won't know for sure if it's working. Your physical essence seems very strong, so I'll take my chances with the small. Not that small. There was weight. Only didn't mention this. You'd better spit it out now. Because there is someone who has deceived us in the past. And I have no reason to believe that he is not in league with you or anyone else here. And it was he that attacked <coughs> This person who attacked you? Yes. You've met them before. Yes. And I am to believe that you had nothing to do with this. Absolutely not. I only left him out of the story because it is my only desire to track him down right now and deal with him myself. Describe this man. His name is Muldoon. Older. Fetch Mr. Molefet. Tell him, and he sort of swallows. Tell him that Winston Muldoon has returned. Wait, and the man sort of stops at the door. Get my second in command, Ravazi, as well, and take these two men with you. And the guy sort of, sir. When Mr. Molefet has me discharged on the spot for my incompetence. I would rather Ravazi not have to play catch-up in assuming my duties, now go. And the man takes the two, takes Horton uh, and the other man, and go. Understand that he is no associate of mine. This is the second time he's either attacked or deceived me. What history does he have with this place? About eight years ago. Mr. Molofair wished to... And he starts to breathe. Have a teleportation circle installed in this estate. Fool. Mr. Molofair had no desire to take the legal steps necessary to apply for a registered circle, nor would they have granted it to him anyway. So he used his considerable means to find someone who could do it on their own. Enter Winston Muldoon. Frail old man from Tuktu, who at the time, in the skin, 
It was a lengthy project. So Mr. Mollifair insisted that only Winston work on the circle itself, so nobody would be privy to its particular sigil sequence, if you're familiar with teleportation circles. You finished. And Mr. Mollifair compensated him handsomely for his service and secrecy. Five years passed, and one night, there is a robbery at the estate. Someone used the teleportation circle to sneak in, steal something of tremendous value, and teleport out. After giving the sigil sequence to friends or allies, any one of them could have theoretically passed it on to someone else, muddying the water considerably, making it an overwhelming task to begin tracking down the culprit. But that is where Winston made his mistake. He underestimated Mr. Mollifer's patience and his paranoia. In five years, having spent a fortune to have it constructed, Mr. Mollifer had not used the teleportation circle once. He played it slow. He brought Winston back under the guise of wanting the circle deactivated due to local authorities passing stricter laws and greater punishments for unregistered circles. Winston came, and he deactivated it, left it constructed, but deactivated the circle itself. Winston, when he was done, Mr. Mollofer tasked his new captain of the guard with cutting his throat and making the body disappear. That is where I made my mistake. So pitiful. Old man begging for his life. I beat him. I beat him until he could barely walk. But I let him go. I told him never to come back to Southern Nancy Suyu ever again. And so he has. This is not going to end well for all of us here. When Mr. Mollifer finds out that Winston has returned, I will be exiled. And I imagine my lifespan after that will be considerably short. If you'd like to tell me now anything that you know that could be used to spare either my or your lives, now would be the time to do it. I am perhaps the only one with sympathetic ears on this matter. Would Mollifer allow me to hunt Winston down? I imagine Mr. Mollifer, like myself, perhaps ten times more, you'd have an extraordinarily difficult time convincing him that you had no hand in this. Well, now that you know all the truths, you could just give us your little serum, and it would confirm it. We have nothing else to hide. The serum is not perfect. It can be resisted, as I said. Mr. Mollifer will not resort to that. He relies on his own intuition. He senses that you are lying, which he generally does 
even if he's wrong. He'll have you killed. Did the guards start heading to Malafair? Only the three of you are in the room. They okay. exited. They well, went well, to go Before the story it. that he started told me. Right. That's just yes. the three of us. Just the three of us. So they're already... They're on their way, presumably. What are the odds that Mr. Malafair even has to know that this happened? If I hadn't just sent those men, I would say decent. How fast can you run? Fast. Not fast enough. There's a system set in place. Guards to relay information of importance. It'll be upstairs by now. Winston. It does not seem it. The three of us are perhaps in the most dangerous place on earth right now. What can we do? What can we do to convince him? Where did you see Winston? Before this. At the festival. Where was that? It was just north of the checkpoint to get into Oranjipa. There was a... The broken crown. Yes. Yes. There was a, um, I suppose a festival. Um, people were celebrating the god Omasu, and he was one of the attendants. I have the ledger for the party. You have it on you here. No, I wasn't permitted to bring my things. Is Winston's name on the list? I think it is, yeah. Let me double check my notes. Excuse me, sorry, one second. I think it is. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it is, yeah. Uh, let's see, hold on one second, sorry. I did not write it down. I think it was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Because he had been in attendance years prior. Yeah, and a bunch of people knew him. Yep. When was this festival? We found them two days days ago. If the ledger is dated, it might provide some counter evidence that we had something to do with Winston. Mr. Molofan knows that I was here. Do you have anyone who can account for your whereabouts in the past 24 hours? I mean, anybody at the dancing clam? The bartender really likes us there. Unreliable at best, but it's something. Any physical traces? Not witnesses? We, we earned that proof of esteem before, uh, before, uh, Administrator Fussard met his untimely death. I'm not sure, but perhaps it is dated. They put your name on I do not know. I didn't see the esteem itself. Is your name written anywhere that could prove that you weren't here? Not mine. Uh, the, the Michael, the healer, mm. perhaps has notes of my... Of your appointment? My appointment. Yes, I took him to the doctor. That could be something. We need to ease Mr. Molofair's suspicions. 
anything, any people, any concrete evidence, someone that couldn't be an unreliable witness, all of that will act in our favor. And as he says that, there's a pounding on the door. Are you ready? Are you going to lead the way? I will open the door. He turns. Opens the door. And just the guard that he sent peeks his sort of head in. He doesn't have the two, he doesn't have Gordon and the other guy. Nobody else standing with him. Sorry, sir. There's something going on upstairs. I wasn't able to get to Mr. Mullifat. Well, <clears throat> I guess we're all taking a trip upstairs. What happened? What's going on upstairs? There's a crowd near the entrance. I think someone's arrived. Mr. Mollifer's speaking with them at the steps. Couldn't see who it was. Everyone's crowded near the front. Is this something that happens regularly at these tastings? Mr. Mollifer almost never comes downstairs. Not while his guests are here. Let's see who it is. And the guard sort of opens the door and lets you guys walk. Do you walk? Let's go. Um, Orville looks to the, the captain of the guard. Um, we're following you. You are not leaving my sight until all of this is resolved. Sure. Please start and we'll go back to the other room for a moment. Before Erlen descends the stairs, as he sort of stayed to peruse, Bizarre and Safira, Safira slightly behind, but mostly the two of you sort of exited around the same time. You ascend the staircase, and you find yourselves back on the main floor. But you immediately notice that something's off, or something a little different. The band has stopped playing. Some of the musicians are missing from their posts on stage. A number of guards have vacated their spots around the room. I mean, there was guards stationed all around, all around the mezzanine, and you see only one or two of them here, whereas there was quite a few of them before. And this part of the room is significantly emptier than it was when you went down. It was fairly bustling, a lot of people moving about. There's sort of a distant commotion near the entrance, near the front of the estate. Feel different in here. Yeah, and I just kind of can I just start to kind of walk towards the noise. Sure, make a perception check. As well. Okay. Are you trying to be sneaky about it? Or are you just kind of walking. No, I'm just kind of. Okay. I mean, it's. Do okay. I need to be sneaky about it? Not necessarily, unless you wish to be not there, seen. There's still people around. There. Yeah, I mean, sure. I don't. Uh, I, I just kind of want to know. I mean, one. It's 18. What are you um, trying to see? Is it something different that you're trying to see? No, I guess oh, okay. she finds out. That yeah, I mean, so you, you take a look and you can see that people are, you know, calmly but concerned, sort of looking and moving towards the front of the estate, and sort of moving in towards that entrance hall that you guys came through, or that uh, Bazaar and Erland came through, the, uh, the kitchen people didn't. Yeah. Are there people, like, close by us? Um, yeah, but they're walking towards the front, but you could, did you want to catch some of the Oh, just stop. Sure. Excuse me. Yes. Do you know what's going on over there? I believe Holmick has arrived. Mr. Monifer is speaking with him. Oh, really? Highly unusual. 
I'd say. I, I'd like to go take a look if you don't. Okay. Mind. <laughs> we, we'll follow. Now I, I want to figure out a way that I can kind of sneakily but quickly get up to the front because I want to be able to see. Do you know what I mean? Is there like a sure. way that I can get around? Kind yeah, of? I mean, there's a decent crowd, but it's not packed tight. You can kind of like lightly push yeah, your way to the front. Lightly, yeah, like not look like I'm, you know, just almost look like I have like, uh, you know, sure, business yeah. about. I mean, people are very sort of focused on what's going on, so you sort of move between. Just because I want to see, I almost want to be in within eye shot of Polnick. Sure, I mean, you mm. you get your way, sort of, you sort of maneuver your way to the front. And you can see, sort of standing outside, the doors have been open the whole time, sort of these big double doors that are open yeah. into the estate. And you can see Mr. Mollifair and Polnick at the top of the stairs. Okay. And you sort of walk up and you can sort of catch them mid-conversation. Okay. You have no jurisdiction here, Polnick. And even if you did, I wouldn't let you on my property if I were bleeding to death and you had the last healing potion on the continent. And you see Polnick sort of bristle a little bit. Mr. Mollifair, I know that we do not see eye to eye. And I know that you do not like the way that I do things in Orenshuba. And I also know that you and many of the people here, he sort of points around, do not like me for the sole reason that I cannot be bought. <coughs> and I would love to say, that I am here just to ruin your party. But I believe there are individuals here that may mean you harm. And he sort of starts, he looks around, and now he sort of senses the wall of Mr. Mulfair not allowing him in, and he starts appealing to the crowd. He sort of starts shouting out, Oh my god. Two half-elves. <laughs> One with a shaved head. No! <laughs> One Goliath and the young tiefling. Possibly traveling together. What have I done? <laughs> and it, uh, he's selling it out to the and sort of that you hear a little bit of commotion among the crowd, but Mr. Mollifair holds a hand up. Nobody speak. Nobody's taken from my estate without my say so. And he holds his hand down. Your arrogance will be your undoing, Chris Amir. Daughter missing. Close friend found murdered, and you still think you're untouchable. And they sort of stand at each other for a moment, and Cressemere looks at him, and then he grabs him sort of by the shoulder and starts to pull him a little bit away out of earshot from the rest of the people. And they sort of start to talk very close to each other and very quietly. What are you guys doing? Oh my god! Um... Uh. I'm, I'm not still looking at like you have now somewhere. No, you, you sort of ascended. He's still observing the You've ascended, and it's very empty. Like by now, everyone has sort of moved to the front, and it's like you've come up, and it seems like everybody's missing. <laughs> I didn't move as close as Fred. <laughs> no, you were probably able to hear some of the shouting. No, I'm an idiot. Right. I got all the way up to the front. I mean, I heard what he said. Yeah, you got the general gist. Yeah. Like, oops, I don't know. And I. <laughs> you <laughs> got the gist. I did it. Oh, okay. So thank you. Uh, how how many people when he said a half elf with a shaved head went like that? I mean, you're part of the kitchen staff. A few people turn. A few people that you had walked by. I mean, you're right next to a few people. Sort of I'm looked going to you. To die. Okay. But everybody for now is obeying Mr. Malfair's commands. Is, 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 is Nobody's saying. Is it wearing like a shawl or like something that they're not paying attention to? 
Uh, are you looking to steal something? Absolutely, from I fucking am. <laughs> sure. I mean, there's a number of people with scarves ra- like wrapped around each. Oh boy. Like, okay, arm. and I'm wearing the kitchen stuff. You have the sommelier vest that they gave you. Okay. Yeah, that's sort of. Boring. And and how, is there a place that I could kind of, like. Ha- like slip off away from people. Do you know what I mean? Like, is sure. it, I mean, could I right kind now, of like take someone's shawl and kind of like in a discreet way and kind of you know? So one at a time. You're stealing someone's shawl. Here's what I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I have, here I have my uh, my bottle of wine. Yes. I just kind of like to. If there's a woman shawl like in front of me, like if she kind of has, and is she uh-huh. not holding it in her arms, but if it's kind of no, it's kind of draped lightly draped. over. Yeah. yeah, then I'd like to oh, remove boy. it. Just make a sleight of hand check. I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die. This. Okay. Um. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Ah. So she sort of turns to talk and in a hushed whisper to <clears throat> someone next to her. And in doing so, like her arm drops and the and the scarf drapes off I'm, a little bit. Okay. And you lightly sort of. I'm just gonna lightly kind of extract it. Um, and there's, I'm assuming there aren't any tables or anything. They're small tables, not one that you could hide behind. No, I just put a, put the bottle. Of wine oh sure, down. yeah, you place the wine down. I'm yeah. gonna place the wine down, and then um, I'm wearing the I'm wearing the this thing. Can mm-hmm. I kind of just. Take it off and sure. just slip yeah. the shawl. You have your sort of standard clothing underneath. Over my shoulders. Sure. Okay. Um, and then I'm just gonna kind of, kind of just as if I'm kind of disinterested, just drift off <sighs> to this. Like, like <laughs> I'm imagining that they're crowded around the entrance, yep. right? Yeah. And sort then I can kind of sure. like, like back, like Make go out and back. Yep. <laughs> Please. Oh my God. No. Twelve. Twelve. So you you can't find. Are you looking for like an exit or just somewhere to? No, but I'm looking. Uh, yeah, I'm looking for just a place that's maybe like a little less well lit. Like you know yeah. the area of the band, the musicians. Yeah, I mean there are some sort of sort of offshoot hallways that previously to this moment guards had really been standing in front of anywhere that wasn't the main area but as they've sort of abandoned their posts to come to this commotion yeah you can sort of slip into a side hallway and you do so as far as you can tell no one no one says anything or calls after you okay um (laughs) you just roll (laughs) what's that for oh god okay um I need to figure out a way to change my appearance. So, Again. <laughs> so I'm, no, I'm, I'm wearing the shawl. The, there, there are like curtains or something like a stage lining around the... Yeah, there's sort of like felt draped over tables, there's... Okay, I'm gonna take the felt draped over the table and kind of add it to this, like buckle it under like an apron like this sure. and put You match the furniture the nicely. <laughs> Excellent. Um, and now the room that we left with the suit of armor. The downstairs room. The downstairs yeah. room. How easy would it be for me to get there? It's not very far, yeah. Okay, I would like to go there. Sure. As you're doing that, you pass by Erlen. <laughs> Come <I> mean, with <laughs> me. Um, what, what's going on, alright? <laughs> no, did he hear the, this announcement? No, he did not. Yeah, <laughs> just not hear, he did not hear the, the sort of fight outside. What's the same word again? Benji. Lead the way. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you guys go. We'll get. We'll come back. Bizarre. What? Since you're sort of up here with the crowd, I hear him saying these names, and I'm like holding my breath, 
that he's like naming off these types of people and mm-hmm. he doesn't say me and I go, and with you sort of standing there watching this take place, you feel a little tap on your shoulder. Yes, Edmund. And I turn. Edgar. It's been a long night, Edgar. I know there's a lot going on right now. Iris will see you now unless you'd like to stay. More than willing to leave. Very good. Can you read some money? Hands off. And you guys begin to walk. He begins to walk towards back where, when you guys entered, um, and they mentioned that you could rent out private rooms in the back. He sort of leads you back in that direction. There are still a couple guards stationed there who are strictly told never to sort of abandon their posts. And before we run into there, Orba and Graven, you guys have sort of come up out. And even the kitchen staff, anyone who is not literally in the middle of doing something, has sort of crowded their way out towards the front. And the captain of the guard, sort of noticing this, he's sort of ushers you towards the front, and you guys sort of make your way. And you guys have sort of caught the tail end of this conversation, so this was all happening simultaneously. Uh. So you guys caught the sort of last bit of Polnick yelling, Mr. Mulfer saying nobody say anything, and the two of them sort of going off. We didn't hear the... We didn't hear that, but we heard... Our breakdowns? You did not hear Polnick say, I'm looking for two half-elves alive. But we can tell that it is Polnick. Yes, oh yeah, you can see Polnick. Yeah, it's not the problem. Yikes! And, um, so you catch the tail end of that, and the captain of the guard, he sort of brings you in close. Stay here. It would look suspicious if the captain of the guard did not attend to Mr. Mulliver in this instance. Don't do anything stupid. And he makes his way back over to, so it's now the three of them in this sort of little crowd. So you guys have a moment here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I didn't do good. It's okay, it's okay. We did as good as we could possibly do. I think that it seems like he's just as afraid as we should be. And okay. that he's, it looks like he's willing to work with us to keep this under wraps That's as much good. as it can be. Yes. If we play this right, we might be able to have a friend here. I agree. So let's not... Let's not run away right now. Yes. yes. No, I stay. Okay, stay. And we just kind of... Sure, yeah. Are we in the kitchen? No, you guys have exited the kitchen, because he led you out, seeing the crowd. So you guys are sort of between the front entrance off to the kitchen. You're in a little area there, and it's pretty crowded. You guys are in the sort of back of the crowd, and you sort of see, in general, what's going on. And a few heads turn as Graven appears in the back. Yeah. He's very tall, and a few yeah. people sort of see him, and he's the only Goliath. Here. Do we notice that? Yeah, he sees some heads turning towards him, and no, and again, nobody disobeys Mr. Mollifer at this point. Nobody says anything. But I'm used to that. But yeah, it's people looking at you, and yeah. it's unusual. So you see a few heads turn. And we'll go back to Sophia and Erlen. I'm gonna stop really quickly and just scan. Is Armand anywhere around here? Uh, make uh, an investigation check. Um, Fifteen. Fifteen. You look around, and it's not in the room you're in, you look back, and it looks like Armand is headed towards Bazaar at the moment, sort of walking quickly in the direction. Quickly, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Crap. Um, how... If I flag him down, how much attention do I call to myself? Flag, uh, flag him down by yelling? You no, 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 like if there's a way I can kind of... He's not looking in your direction, so okay. you have to catch the Never mind, screw that. How hard is it to get upstairs? 
you where, where are we? Us there. Like, we're in the middle of the, the, like a big Where the band right? was, yeah. Okay. Area. And there's still a couple people here. So a couple guards who have not abandoned their post. So they're upstairs? There's a couple on the mezzanine, yeah. On the mezzanine? Okay. Would like to tell me what's going on? But there's a number of hallways that previously were blocked off that theoretically have Okay, because I'm, I'm looking for... I guess we could go back down to the kitchen? The kitchen's on the other side. Never mind. Okay, they're looking for us. They're loaded two half elves that are supposedly trying to harm Mullifer. Who's looking for us? Polnick. Ah, we're getting on so well. Um, we need to change, we need to disguise ourselves, and we need to not draw any attention immediately. Can we see Graven and Orba, Orba around? No, they're on the other side of the room. Yeah, they're, they're well on the other I side. I think it's best if we don't draw any attention to... He mentioned all of us. If we look like we're associating with the Goliath, and uh, it, it would be worse. So, um, I'm just gonna grab him and kind of take him towards the, the, I, I guess the room where we came from. We should probably not put ourselves into a dead end. I need to, we need to change our appearance. A half elf with a shaved head is a bit distinctive, is, don't you think? Is there an open stairwell leading upstairs to where the Mollifair privately lived? There is. Let's, let's, let's go upstairs and and see if we can find something. I, we, we can't Without run- Without being caught. Well, we can't run down there, but we're in a dead Fine. end. If and we run just, to the group- Oh, and I'm just gonna go <laughs> towards where You're heading up the stairs. Uh, very, very yeah. uh, stealthily, quickly. Sure. <laughs> Make stealth check. <laughs> oh, oh my god, we're gonna die. <laughs> 11. 14. <laughs> 14, I mean, nobody says anything as of it. You make your, you sort of take a quick peek around and sort of briskly, but inconspicuously move towards the staircase, and you guys sort of arrive on the second floor. Is there anything that looks like it could be a a bedroom or a dressing room? I mean, there's quite a few rooms. Most of the doors are closed. Um, And there's, along the mezzanine, there's probably two or three guards sort of slowly walking back and forth, manning their posts. What's the easiest room we can slip into? Yeah, yeah, there's a couple doors nearby. If if you're opening the first door, Uh, you get to. Let's take a quick little listen on the closest door to us. Sure, make a perception check. You guys listen very quickly, carefully. Oh my god. We'll take Who's putting their ear up to the door? Uh, He is. (laughs) Well, (laughs) well, I am. His eyes rolled in that No, no, as far as you can tell. No, he's coming from inside the room. Okay, so we're going to slowly open the door and go into the first room. Sure, you open it up, and you open it up into what seems like sort of a, a... not a library, but a lounge, sort of. There, there's books and there's a table with a chessboard, and it seems like a games room. What we'll color the chess pieces? Regular chess <laughs> Wooden chess Chess? <laughs> okay. This isn't gonna work. We need to find something. There's no other doors ourselves. in this room? No. Um, can I tell from where I'm standing if the books are alphabetized? Why? Uh, what? Make an investigation check. <laughs> if you want to take, you'd have to take the time to do it. I don't want to take the time. Okay. Um, take a moment. Uh, Come over. Are they alphabetized? So you said it's uh, books and chessboard? And- yeah, there's like two big chairs with a table with a chessboard, and there's like a sort of globe. You know, there's a lot of sort of general antiques and, and simple, like a sitting room. Can I, no, wait. I'm going to listen at the door to see if I can hear the guards like oscillating on outside. Before sure, we make a perception. Did we go in? I thought we just opened no, it. No, we, we went. Like, I thought you guys went in. Did, oh, did you oh, not we go did, in? We, I, we did go in. I thought we just like opened it and, oh. and saw oh, this. Okay, so you looked in. Sure. 
That's better. Door closed. Close it. Sure. Shimmy over to the next door. <laughs> sure. You guys get a little closer to the guards. No one's okay. okay. Give that door a listen real quick. Sure. We'll call this the same part of the perception as you guys, and okay. you don't hear any noise coming over there. This one, let's go into. Sure. But let's open it. And open go it. Yep. Yeah, the two of you go in, and it's a bedroom. It, it doesn't Ooh. seem. It doesn't seem so lavish that it doesn't. It doesn't seem like it's Mr. Mullifer. Is there a like, wardrobe? Yeah, there is. Okay, I open the wardrobe. What's There's in a there? number of fine dresses in there. Fantastic. Oh, I'm just gonna start stripping down and put Ooh. one of the dresses on. <laughs> oh, fuck off. Earlier, <laughs> tries to give her a little bit of privacy. <laughs> no need to be a gentleman. And so I'm just, uh, yeah. Sure. And and then, um, so I slip into, like, one of the finer dresses yeah, and I kind of try to nice rearrange dress. the closet mm-hmm. and close it. Sure. And then I take my clothes um, that I currently have. Is there any way, do I have, like, a petticoat in it? Like, uh, like what Something kind of... To, uh, can I like hide? No, I don't want to keep the clothes on me. Yeah, you're. You still have your little velvet pouch, but that's not big enough to stuff no. your old clothes um, into. No. Is there like a like a? Can I put it at the bottom of the wardrobe? Yeah, there's like, space underneath it. Okay, I'm gonna yes. put it underneath the wardrobe. Sure. You sort of. <sighs> stuff okay. It underneath what that. else is in this room, bedroom? Um, there's a bed, a wardrobe, there's a bath that has no water in it, but a bath there available. It seems like, and again, they call like this the, yeah, they call this the Mullifer Banquet Estate, so people stay here who are coming from far away, so yeah, it's a good um, There are windows. Yep. How high up are we? You guys are on the second floor, you're okay. one floor up. Uh, are they I mean, and, and the first floor is fairly tall, the and, ceilings are high. And what side of the estate is this on? Like, if, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, like, so you guys went up the stairs, so if, if you jumped out the window, you wouldn't be... Would land where... You're, you're not jumping towards the side that the entrance is on, you're off, jumping off to the side. So conceivably, if we, we could jump out of that window unseen... Conceivably, like no yes. one, it seems like no one is there. You, yes, you can look out the window and the, you don't see anyone that would see. You. And it's not, it's not like uh, how high are their ceilings? They're wealthy. Yeah, I mean a, the first floor is pretty, pretty big. So is it a fall that would hurt? Possibly. Can I? It doesn't look fatal. <laughs> can I look around the room? Is there anything else? Like, is there? I, I, I'm looking for like a wig or something I can put on my head. There's no wigs. There's scarves you could wrap around your head. I mean, there's... Were there other half-elves at the party? How weird would that look? I mean, other people of Elven Blood. We've met him. He's going to know us. Met who? Met Pulling. He would be like you. Unless you significantly altered your appearance. Is there, um... Is there, uh... Let's make you up close. Like a... Like a... What are they called? A vanity? Is there makeup? there's a mirror. Does she have, no makeup there. No makeup? No. Um... Is there like a, a bathroom, an ensuite like bathroom situation? Not here, no. Not here. Okay. Um, are there? Oh, There's there was the bathtub provided, for, but there isn't. Uh... Should we try and escape? Should we try and talk ourselves out of this, or should we dispose of the guards and check another room? Dispose of the guards? I'm running are low you on ideas. Out of <laughs> goddamn mind. Jump. No. Jump, jump out the window. We won't be disposing of anyone. Hang on. Um, I'm gonna do another. Is there's, yeah, there's nothing we can use to like change our appearance in any way. Probably just clothes. Just clothes. I mean, you can put on lots of clothes. But <laughs> other than that, you don't see anything that would alter your. While she's doing that, can the windows be opened enough to? They can. Yes. I open the window. Sure. And sort of give a. I want to like look down to assess the fall. I want to look around to make sure no one's. You don't see any people. There's no bushes around. It would be a straight down to like there's sort of a gravel sort of lining patio around the estate. How long would it take us to tie up some clothes? 
I don't know, but even if I get out, I'm a half-elf with a shaved head, which again is very distinctive. Right, but again, he's met us very closely, so it's not like disguising yourself is going to be particularly useful in this instance. I'm looking out the window. Yep. <sighs> Fuck. What have Fuck. we done? You guys are probably 20-ish feet up. What have we done that is illegal? 20-25. Why would they be looking for us? I don't know why he's looking for us, but I don't want to be found. Um, Are we safer on Molofair's estate? Outside of the law? The law doesn't work here, apparently. <laughs> well, I was, I, was, I was serving wine, and now I'm in a, I've stolen a dress now. <laughs> well, yes, I think that many things look... I'm looking at the window again. Yes, really that that crown's starting to look real good right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you look out. I mean, it's not okay, fatal. Gonna, it, gonna, would, like, it would be, you my could feet hurt yourself, out. definitely. And I'm, I'm sitting on the edge of the window. Mm-hmm. Okay. What are you doing? I'm jumping at the um, window. I would like to listen <laughs> at the door to hear if their guards are right outside or not. They're not. They, don't, they didn't seem to be patrolling, because where you came up the stairs, you couldn't look down into the lower, so they're patrolling the mezzanine where you can look down into the lower. So it's another, you know, 15, 20 feet before the area that they're patrolling. Okay, were there any other doors that we could access yeah, without, like, without uh, dealing with the guards? Uh, you'd be way? getting close to them, but poss- if you were sneaky, yes. I don't want to that. <laughs> um, can I... I'd like to crack the door open a little bit and just to see if I can see if the crowd is coming like back to the ball. You can't see down. Oh, we can't see down. Because you're not over where the mezzanine is. Um. And I'm kind of rocking back and forth. (laughs) So I try to get up the nerve to jump. Wait, wait, wait. We're also leaving behind three of our friends. I... For the millionth time am I half out for the shaved head. I'm not interested. I'm not interested. Oh, fuck. And I try to lean back. I don't want to... Can we not negotiate? Like against... Can we not offer something to Molofair so that he'll protect us? Oh, my God. No. What? Oh. what do you think we have to offer to Molofair? I'm trying not to screech at him because I know we're being... You guys are being quiet enough. <laughs> <laughs> what would we offer to him? How... How how are we in a position to? to I don't know. Okay. Well, you I'm gonna start. Okay. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna very quickly. St- how many clothes are in the wardrobe? Probably like six or seven outfits. Yeah. I wanna. I wanna start tying together sleeves. Sure. You start tying them together. Okay. Right. How much do you think that? So while while you're doing that, we're gonna go back to Bizarra. Who's... Thank you. <laughs> we uh, as Edgar is walking, you're following him. <laughs> You feel sort of a gentle hand on your shoulder, and you turn, and Armand is there. Sir. Hello. Hello, Did you um, happen to hear what happened outside? In the ballroom? Yes. Hornick has arrived. I saw. Yes. Searching for a couple of half-elves. Not concerned. (laughs) Me speaking quietly. To be honest, I have my own selfish pursuits. <laughs> Interesting. It doesn't matter to you if they make it out of here. I suppose I would like them to survive. Hmm. But, um. How much would you like them to survive? 
I know them well. I don't want anyone to be hurt, on my account. Meeting with Iris? Indeed. When you're done meeting with Iris, have a good think about how badly you'd like them to get out of here, won't you? Should I do some thinking right this moment? Perhaps. Is time a factor, you think? I would perceive so, sir. Mm. I only have a moment before I go into my meeting. What do you suggest I do? Before I answer that, the Goliath and the Tiefling, also friends of yours. Polnick's looking for all of them. I may have seen them. I think I saw the whale and friends scurry off somewhere. Did you? Perhaps I can find them. Have a little chat. You have your meeting. And we'll all reconvene in a private space. That sounds reasonable. And he sort of turns and he kind of disappears in this, back. In the space that we were in. What do you mean? Where am I meeting him? He didn't tell you. He oh. didn't he come find you. Oh, God. And you see Edgar come. <clears throat> yes, I'm ready. And you guys begin to walk. And you head into the back room. And he opens the door. And Iris is sitting there. It's a sort of small room with a couple of chairs and a table. A couple of bottles of wine sitting on the side, too. And Edgar motions in. Thank you, sir. Do you enter? Of course. He closes the door behind you. Iris. So good to see you, Bizarre. You too. Thank you for meeting with me amongst the commotion. Such a mess out there. It's hard to believe. Not any of my affair. Me neither. <laughs> Aren't we lucky? Indeed, <laughs> miss. Won't you have a seat? Of course. So, you believe that you can be of help? Of course I can. And I believe that um, I could use your services, <clears throat> I believe. Have you heard of a man named... Finbar Otto. I don't believe so. No reason you should. I recently agreed to terms on a mining lease for Finbar Otto. He lives in Urenchupa in the Rose District. Perhaps you know it. Mm -hmm. And there's a fruitful deposit of citrine, a valuable mineral, in, in the hills south of Tuktu. Citrine, C-I-T-R-I-N-E. I actually know that. <laughs> <laughs> he made a competitive bid to mine my claim over the next six months, which I agreed to. But now, just yesterday, I was contacted by one of my scouts, and it turns out the claim is far more flush than we anticipated. So a number of others are making far more competitive bids. Mm. The problem being that uh, Mr. Otto and I already came to an agreement. See? We have a contract. A contract that um, I would like to find its way back to me. You want to get out of this contract with Mr. Otto? I do. Are you averse to intimidation? I've had my hand. His address is 31B in the Rose District. 
If you can get him to relinquish his contracts, I would prefer it be done non-physically. Any physical altercations could reflect poorly on me. But if it has to be done, well, so be it. What kind of person is he? Fairly regular man, decently wealthy, wealthy enough to afford couple of months to this claim. Family man. I believe he has a wife and one child. I see. You could always find the document yourself without dealing with him directly. Perhaps an open window, stiff breeze blows through, and the contract just disappears. Mm. However you prefer to go about it. I think I'll say a knight for a clean approach. A pawn if things get messy. And if it uh, is a success, with no messy and no very clean, yeah. would you consider both? <laughs> I would consider giving you another task for the opportunity for both. Not both for the same times. I see. How long do I have? I would prefer within 48 hours, so as he doesn't leave for the claim. Once he starts working on it, then we have a real problem. If it's within 24, maybe I throw in something extra. A bit of spending money for you. Delightful. Is he of... Status to be at the party tonight? Oh, he is not here. He is not so well known. I imagine his needs are fairly ordinary. People like to mine, make a bit of profit, carve them, turn them into magical apparatus, sell them, turn them for a profit. As far as I know, he doesn't have greater aspirations than that. Mm -hmm. I accept your challenge, Mother. I am glad to hear it. <coughs> Thank you, you for considering me. Do you think that you will be able to complete this within 24 hours? If I set my heart upon it, I don't see why not. I would like to tell my other bidders whether or not things are on the table. Of course. Where do I go when I have extracted the contract or destroyed it? I am staying here at the Banquet Villa, as I'm from a distance. If you send a notice through the courier service to Iris Isaiah at the Mobile Fair Banquet Estate, they will get the message to And do I need it physically, the contract? You can tear it up, but I do need some kind of proof that you've gotten rid of it. I can't take your word for it, I'm afraid. You can produce it. Well, I'm not sure, to be honest. Uh, you could get um, Mr. Otto to contact me, saying that he's lost the contract or it's disappeared in some way. Any way that I know for sure that the contract is gone is fine by me. Got it. Well, I have a plan to devise, I guess. Yes. May I um, use the room for a couple of moments to think to myself about how I might go upon it. Of course. Why well, 
She gets up, sort of elegantly with her dress, and gives you a slight back on. She exits the room. Thank you. What do I do? What do I do? Sneak into his house. In the middle of the night. Tell him I'm from her. Shoot, I have to paint our aunt as well. <laughs> this is going to be quite a night. Must stay awake. No, it's just going to be a very long evening. Very long evening for me. So Zara takes a moment to think in the room. We'll go back to Orba and Raven for a moment. You guys are still sort of down there at the at the steps, not at the steps, but watching. And you see Captain of the Guard walk up to Mr. Mulher, and Mr. Mulher kind of waves him off a little bit. He doesn't send him away, but he doesn't have him come sort of converse in the quiet conversation. And Holnick and Mulher continue to talk, and then they separate a little bit, and Mr. Mulher sort of comes back to the crowd. I've agreed to let Holnick man the perimeter. He has convinced me that perhaps there is some danger, but he's not allowed inside the estate, and I will not have anyone talking to him without talking to me first. Is that understood? There's some sort of murmurs. If anybody feels that they're safer in Polnick's hands than mine, well, I'll leave that to you. And he sort of begins to walk, and the captain of the guards starts to walk after him. He sort of, they quickly walk away, and he looks to you guys as he's going, and he sort of gives you a, like, like, motioning that he's going to go talk to him, potentially, and the two of them walk off, so the two of you are here. Well, that sounded good. Maybe he knows about the gnolls. Who, Molifer? Maybe Polnick knew about the gnolls. Polnick his... wants us. He doesn't Does care he... about gnolls. It sounds like... Why would Kulnik want us? I'm supposed to meet him tomorrow night. Right. We haven't done anything wrong. Do I know that he's had a conversation with Erland? Uh, yeah, he I told you. I mentioned that I have been interviewed by him. Mm-hmm. We've done nothing. And that I was supposed to go with you to the conversation yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. He asked you all to The only person he hasn't met is... Kulnik seems to be enough to... Im- know if it's embarrassed himself, but enough to shake the, the apple cart here mm-hmm. in a place where people don't do that, to mm-hmm. look for us. I don't know if he's looking for us, though. I think oh, maybe he's... Yeah, we don't, oh, we shit. don't know I'm that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, you what if... What if... Um, you could maybe presume. I mean, yeah. Or at least... But you didn't hear that. There's a threat. Polnix, well, all we know is that Polnix says there's a threat. Polnix is arrived. It's possible he's now identified that light whistle man who was supposed to be here yes, tonight. Maybe. So. I mean, as I said, I think we, we could make a good friend in this captain. Well, a good friend, an ally of some kind. Uh huh. Well, I think. I think the tables have turned quite well. What do you say you and I go to the kitchens and we just have a couple snacks while no one's looking? That sounds nice. I could use something to eat. Yes, I think you could too. Yes. Um, what? We just kept, like start moseying back sure. to the kitchen. Not a lot of people I do at least. Yeah. yeah. 
come on, let's go. I, I hear there's some really good cheeses. Yeah. And as you guys are walking, like <laughs> some of the people like sort of giving you, not trying to stare at you, but looking as you pass. You know, they heard some of them heard say lively right. tiefling, mm-hmm. and sort of looking as you go. We'll go back to Erlen's Sephira. No, fascinating dimensions. Yeah. Well, yeah, bed sheets. Sort of, sorry, I mean, really, any anything. Sure, that's yeah, bed sheet as well. Sure, yeah. Um, and I suppose, <clears throat> real hard to not think about everything you just said. Proceed as normal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as a, you can see out the window, and I mean, this is taking place a little before he gave that order. So no, you can look out the window. No one's watching the perimeter here yet. That you know. So, yeah, we're going to keep tying up bed sheets. Uh, how far along in this task am I? Yeah, I mean, there's an, you probably get through all of them, and yeah, it probably makes it a little more than halfway down. Great. Um, okay. So what's the, uh, <laughs> what is the heaviest thing nearest the window? Oh, that the bed. You can tie to the bed. Yeah. All right, let's go to the... the, the, the... It's, it's going to be loud. If we jump out with the rope, it'll be louder than if we just jump out. But I would think that sort of shimmying down the And the bed will move. And that'll, you know, it'll be a sound, and I'm not interested in drawing that much attention. Would this be a, what kind of, this is sort of annoying, but like, what, what would be, what would this be a test of, jumping out the window? I mean, probably acrobatics. You'd be, you'd be doing something. Yeah, I'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, I just want to know, like, what, yeah. what I would, would I be doing this? <laughs> <laughs> Can I be Erlen says, let's, let's make an acrobatics <laughs> Well, no, but like, would I know based on, like, yeah, my you have an idea of how like, good you yeah, are. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's yeah. what I meant. I'm not gonna... But so, I mean, the bed is solidly built, but possibly one of you, and definitely if two of you were on it, it would move the bed. It would okay. go towards Can we not go one time, maybe, so that we're not jumping so sure. far? Sure, I'm going to jump out the window. You <laughs> just jump? Yeah. Like, without the rope? Yeah. Oh okay. my god, you I have really are high psycho. <laughs> For each ten feet, one d6 damage. Falling. Make, Make an acrobatics check first. Jeez. Twelve. Twelve. So negate one of the dice from a sort of relatively graceful landing. One d six falling damage. Right now, this one. Five. Yeah. So you. I mean, you hit the ground pretty hard. I mean, you do a decent job sort of positioning yourself in a way that sort of allows you to roll, but it's a good distance, and you sort of in the gravel and you sort of hit the ground hard. Okay. And how much have I damaged this nice dress that I'm wearing? Um, it's intact. I mean, it's a little dirt, like bottom is a little dirty. You can brush it off. Yeah. And then um, I'm just gonna look up. So I see that she hurt herself. Yeah. <laughs> Fairly significant yeah. amount. You see her, like, she, she gets, gets up, up, but it's, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna she start tying the, uh, <laughs> the bed sheet to the bottom of the bed. Sure. We're gonna look at it first, then go back to the bed. Mm-hmm. Tie the bed sheet, and, um, can I tell if there's a window directly below where I am? You can look at it. There does oh, not appear to be. That's so true. Window. I just look right. So I'm gonna. It was very quick. I mean, so I'm gonna have someone drinking the wine. Someone's just like, So I'm gonna, I'm gonna start to lower the the, sure. the rope by fashion, yep. Rapunzel like. Yep. Yep. And uh, and how it takes me about halfway. You said. Yeah. yeah so, so you're you're, you're probably about, about ten feet from the ground. Okay, that seems fine. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna sort of go near the window, like I'm gonna repel and sort of give the. Yeah, you give it a, like a good time. It, it seems to be holding you. Saying everything not to scream. Pussy ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, the moment. <laughs> so here are a picture moment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm 
gonna, I get, yeah, I'm gonna start to do, you know, like the repelling mm-hmm. thing. You do like, you, I'm gonna sort of lean back. So are you lightly going down, or are you giving it a good? No, push? I'm sort of doing. So okay, if this is the ledge, yeah. I'm sort of taking like a step back like this. So I'm gonna start to gradually try. And, and you hear the bed give a little groan. It's like, but it, it holds. Okay, and, and I'm gonna down. continue to proceed very slowly. Sure. You continue <laughs> down, and you get, get to the end of it. Okay, great. So I'm about, I'm like, if I'm parallel, I'm like 10 feet from the ground? Yeah, you're a little more than 10 feet from the ground. This is the part that's going to make the bed go. Um, I'm going to, I guess, sort of gradually, as gradually as possible, try and hang now. So that that would take out, what, I call my, like, six feet? Yep, you start to hang, and you can feel it as you do that, come down a little bit further, as if the bed might be So I'm 5'5", so that takes me about five feet off the ground. Yeah, I mean, you're not very far. And I'm dropping five feet. Sure, make an acrobatics check. You're trying to, yeah, I mean, you, and you let, and you, so land in the gravel next to Zephira, you don't take any damage, you guys are outside that. Um, the thing's still hanging there, ten feet above. Can we hear which side the people are? Yeah, so, uh, if this is, uh, if this is the entrance to the estate, you guys dropped out this side. So it's around the corner. Yeah. Okay, let's, but we, can, we, we would be able to hear that, right? You could peek around the corner. I would not like to. <laughs> uh, I would like to move away from where it sounds like the side from which it sounds like there are people gathered. Sure. Talking. Are you going around to the back of the house? Can I take the rope and try to throw it back it's up ten, into the ten, room? Ten feet. Yeah, you can't reach it. It's hanging off the side. Oh my! Well, I'm glad that you've chased uh, Just a, a rope of, of clothes and bed sheets. Uh, um, and I'm kind of holding my bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'd like to. I would like to very gestured that we're going to walk to the, we're going to sort of scamper to avoiding windows, sort of scamper to the back of the house. So the back, so this is the entrance and you're here, you're going this way back around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we're not seeing anything, There's right? No people, no, I mean... Would we be able to tell where the kitchens are from this part? Yes, because, well, Sephira would know, they entered oh. into the kitchens. Yeah. Uh, where's, so, the entr- where's the entrance to the kitchens? Well, it, okay, and yeah, so I... if this is the front and this is the main <laughs> stairwell, the kitchens were like off to the side here, still on the same side of the house. Oh, the is entrance that, to the kitchen. Is that closest to the side that we just landed on? No, you landed over here. Yeah. So you'd go all the way around. around. Okay. Should we go back Can to I the... wrap this scarf thing around my head kind of in a way that looks like, like maybe I have gone to a ball with a scarf on my head? Sure. I mean, should yeah. we Should we try and go back to the kitchens to get to get the, the tiefling and, and the Goliath, or should we run to the dancing clan and maybe try and get Robert or something? I'm worried for their safety. Great, let's... But mm-hmm. I'm not sure that a bald half-elf, another half-elf, a teethling, and a Goliath, all escaping together is going to be, I don't know, less conspicuous. How far away oh, that would be a really long run? For where? Like, if we just started running to, back to, to the Dancing Clan. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good... I mean, it was a few hours via carriage. Right. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, right. couple. Yeah, it was like... Are there carriages out there are in the, in the front in the front yeah because there's sort of a, a roadway that goes up towards close to the staircase we look seems like nice. everything we need is in the front if we we, we can only get back to own chupa by a carriage there's nothing like of note around the mullifer estate it's just like woods there's vineyards i mean it's vineyards yeah oh. 
But it's a good ways away. There's a good bit of distance. The house is on its own sort of property. Are there are there um like farmers who tend to the vineyards that have like homes along the vineyard that we could be able to see? Like we see like um, houses with like lights on, perhaps. Not houses. You see some structures. They look like maybe sheds or like you know. But nothing that seems like you don't see any. It doesn't seem like someone's inhabiting them. or any horses that would be like nothing to see from there. Yeah. Should we? Scope out what's the, the front to see if there's an entrance to the kitchen, perhaps a carriage. Where else do we go? Why are we running from Polnick? We You're the one who grabbed me and started yelling Benji. Is there no threat? No. Did I climb out a window for nothing? No. Oh my god. Landed like a princess. You can fuck off another What are we running from, incidentally? The reason that I ask that is because I don't see any feasible way that we don't get picked up by him somehow. What did she tell me when she said she said Pullman's looking for us? What did what Yeah, Pullman's Sophia just mentioned that Pullman's looking That they're looking for four of us. Yep. Great. Um, they're looking for the four of us together. Outside I, I think they'd settle for, for half of us. No, I'm not going to let them... You no, I don't know what I'm, no, it's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that they're going to kidnap us one by one, apparently, as well. Like, is it safer to be all together? I don't think so. No, I don't think it is. I, I just don't think that it's safer for us to all be together. I think, that's more, I think we're more likely to escape, if anything, if we're split up. Right. So how do you plan on escaping? And how, to get to one of these carriages, how many people would we have to kind of pass through and... I don't think you guys know the answer to that. Oh, good. I mean, you saw a, the crowd at the, at the front, but at this point, you really don't know the answer to that. Um, let's... You don't know how many people are still... Are there, if so, if we're walking, if we're starting to walk a little bit around, are there sure. windows that look into the estate where we previously mm -hmm. were? Yep. So just as we're walking around, I'd like to start moving towards the back. Moving the towards the back, and then to make our way yep. around to the. I mean, it's pretty big, but you start front. front. Yeah, you make your way around. Um, and any, I would like to be just like ducking under any windows, but if there's one that looks into the sort of main area, mm -hmm. I would like to very sneakily sort of just like peek in sure. to see if people are looking. Make a stealth check. Yeah. <laughs> 16. 16. So you, you peek your head up in and it seems like people are starting to make their way back into the main areas. So sort of there's more people in the room than when you came up the stairs. So people are returning, you know, at the, you know, to their activities. Pull back, stay low by the windows. So as we and where you peeked in, it looked like it was that dining room that had been repurposed. Not okay. the, uh, yeah. And we still don't hear anyone outside yet. Not yet. So uh, quietly moving mm -hmm. from behind the building, working our way to where the kitchen entrance would be. Sure, you guys moving around the back. So moving and then onto the again before we get to like the corner. Yep. Sort of give a listen to make sure there's no one yeah. coming. And you hear a little bit of crunching on the gravel. Oh, oh boy. I stop her. Someone's coming. Yeah, you heard it. What's what's straight into the darkness? Is there any like like just straight ahead? Like straight ahead. Is there like trees? Is it just all vineyard? There's a good 
there's a good bit of opening on this sort of giant lawn that's surrounding the house, and then vineyard. So yeah, you could, if you got to the vineyard, there's enough coverage, but it's a good, house. from the corner of the house to that point is a good 100 feet. And we, we hear cr- crunching, obviously, that sounds like There's footsteps. gravel around the outside of the house. Yeah, footsteps. Does it sound... <laughs> okay. This is the worst. This is the worst. Um, um, and I assume that the, 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 it's, it, the back of that house is much longer than yeah, the yeah. sides. Do yeah. we see anyone back from where we came? Mm-hmm. Not yet, no. How close are the footsteps? I mean, you. I mean, the the gravel makes unless you're trying to like you guys are yeah. being very quiet. It's pretty. The gravel can be very loud if you're sort of crunching. And you, it also sounds like more than just like a leather boot. It sounds like maybe a metal like like a loud crunching. So it maybe not that close because it's making a lot of noise. And the, and the guy, and the militiamen that we saw would be wearing we would armor. Yeah, would be wearing holding men. Yeah. Um. Do any of the windows that we that, uh, that we've run past on the back seem like they would be an entrance to one of the side private rooms? It's possible. Um, I would like to sort of dart back and try and find one of the windows looking into one of the private rooms. Sure. You peek in, and it looks like there's a meeting room there. On <laughs> Is that anyone end? inside of it? Yeah, Vizara's sitting there. I knew it. <laughs> oh I knew my it. God. Um, I am going to. I knew it. You're with. I'm knocking on the window. <laughs> very light, like very light. Sure. And now I'm just like window. pacing back and forth, like <laughs> writing talking things to yourself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> make a perception check to see if you're not locking, knocking yeah. very no, lightly not on even. the window. <laughs> oh boy. What's that? As you're sort of in your own thoughts, you hear sort of a turn and you see Erlen. Are you joking? Sephira pops up and you see the two of them. Stop it! Yeah, you open the window, you unlock and open the window. We both hop in, close the window and shut down. What is going on? I heard they're looking for you. Okay. <laughs> I was there. There are guards around remember. back looking for us. So, why, why are you coming in? Are you coming in or not? We are in. We're, we're ducked down so that we can. I only have a few minutes. Are there blinds on the windows? Uh, there's. You could draw the curtains. There's curtains. Drawing the curtains. Yep. So we can stand. I only have a few minutes. What is being in this room going to do? Who's coming in this room in a few minutes? What, what's well, in, 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 I have to leave. In the immediate sense, it stops us from getting caught by the guard outside. Haven't thought through what to do now. But <laughs> I solved that first problem, all right. Um. <laughs> why are you in this room? I needed the chest pieces. So you were meeting with someone? I I have a mission I need to complete, which is why I've been here trying to devise it, okay? I somehow don't care as much about that at this precise moment. I can sense that, because I don't really care about yours. This is a safe okay? space I've stolen an address you ever... Can you all just shut up for a second? And as okay. you guys are talking, you hear a light oh. knock on the door. Relax. <laughs> Tell them you I know both of you by this point, and your first instinct is to freak out. <laughs> Tell them you need more time. I know who it is. Who is it? 
It's freaking Armand. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> sit down. I, I'm gonna sit so that if she opens the door, she, I'm like, I'm, you know, like if the door opens, down. I can't oh, be seen. Yeah, I'm gonna sure. type myself. I'm, to the, I'm gonna stand with my. Mm, I'm opening the door. I'm hiding a, like in the place where sure. I can't be seen. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys are both kind of in the corner, turning away. Oh my god! And you open the door, and that's where we're gonna stop. Oh, oh my god! god. <laughs> no, no, come on! Always oh. opening the door. Oh. New adventure. Oh my god! Oh my god. Oh. What? Oh, have we done? What have we done? Nicely done, everybody. No, we. <laughs> I don't know less. what you've Some done. It's another. really cramping my style on my uh, adventure. I'm gonna die. You're gonna be fine. Okay. All right, everyone, write new characters for. <laughs> That's where we're gonna wrap for this evening. Thank you guys for joining us. Thanks, man. Um, please come back in two weeks to see how the adventure. July 14th. 14th. Bastille Day. You know what day is that is? Bastille Day? Robert yes, Bastille Day? Oh. Oh. And it's the day before National Ice Cream Day. That too. Yeah. Okay. We should have, we should have National run Robert Day. Ice Cream Day. Oh. <laughs> uh, oh I, we should have ice cream sandwiches. Oh. I don't think I'm going to be able to sleep you for guys, two weeks now. Yeah, that's it. Not at all. All right, we're going to wrap it up. Oh Thank you guys for joining us. Tune in next time. Thanks, everybody. Happy Pride! Good night. Happy Pride! Woo! Sorry for the music. <laughs> Congratulations! You've unlocked the achievement of being the most understanding and forgiving viewer ever. That was this episode of A Peek Beneath the Veil. More and better episodes to come. Thank you again for joining us. This is Jordan giving you one big farewell, and I just want to say, your presence is a gift.